Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. 
and Older Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. We are back in the building. Okay, call it from the 786-220. Peace, fam. Peace, peace. It's good. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. more like it. Peace to the family. All right. Okay, okay. Hey. All right, hey. it's right on time, hey, okay. too. Okay. It's at that yes. 930. Yeah, they're trying to apologize and all of that on the other line. Whatever. It's all good. Let's get that free month in. <laughs> free month. Exactly. So, family, um, we had to restart. Hopefully, uh, everyone that was on the computer, they couldn't hear us because they were hearing classical music, go figure. But we were speaking very briefly about L.A. this weekend and the phenomenal success that uh, took place here in Los Angeles at the, at the Tabernacle at 5453 Satsuma with Brother Polite and Brother Nidiyama. Okay, It was a major success. Brother batted 12 for 12. Everything that he says that he does was actually done. Okay, He utilized that sacred science that he's in possession of to show that you can bring a woman to multiple orgasms without touching them, right? which makes a lot of us have to reset our clocks. Everything that we thought we knew, they don't know. All right. So the possibilities are out there. What else don't you know about yourself? Okay. Tonight's guest is going to walk us through that. So I don't want to waste no more time with the family. All right. They're in the building. They're filling in. For those that are online and listening to us, our faithful online family, you know what it is. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your Facebook. Post a picture on your Instagram. It's about to go down. Okay. With no further ado, we present to you Paula from the 202-291. Paula from the 202. Peace. God bless. Greetings. God bless. Greetings to you, my brother. Yes, sir. Peace and love. Yes. <laughs> thank, you, love, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Radio system because I'm 81 years old. When I was born, we had number CBS, ABC, <laughs> NBC, Stone Gangsters, <laughs> and you had to listen to it they way, and you couldn't get you it no other to way. It, right? And if you heard it any other kind of way, wouldn't nobody believe it. And so there's like four, 44,000 stations like you on. And that's why NBC and ABC are all of them going broke and bankrupt, and they're trying to figure out other things to do. Yeah, because, gangsters, yeah. And because now you hear them coming out with some way out stuff that they normally wouldn't come out with before because they're competing. And remember when I was a little boy growing up, all I heard was what they wanted me to hear. You got young children growing up now that hear radios like this, hear a different voice out there. So they don't even listen to them. And when you don't listen to them, you can figure out stuff on your own. That's right. Instead of being programmed to figure out stuff. And so when you sit and listen, listen to the old folks that's calling in out of every... One thousand, it might be one youngster to call in that bad mouth young folks wearing their pants sagging. Who cares? 
And since when did you get to be the overseer? I mean, you take care of your family. You ain't mm-hmm. worried about right. only black folks out here. You're not worried about black folks that can't read and write. So exactly. why do you let that one embarrass you, huh? See, when I grew up, black folks that had gold <laughs> in their mouth was embarrassing a certain type of Anything you see out here is here for a reason, whether you like it or not. Or not. Sagging, listen, I'm listening to folks calling in about sagging pants. And my question is, sagging pants is not illegal. You never bumped in somebody with sagging pants and died. How many of you all that hate the sagging pants but have driven drunk? Huh? And just happened you didn't kill nobody, but you could. You don't see nothing wrong with that? Hitler never wore sagging pants. The mob was immaculate. The people that killed Jesus Christ didn't wear sagging pants. What y'all talking about? What is this that bothers you? Because that's your hang-ups. That's your hang-up. You older folk know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't. Fifteen years ago, 21 of the fads at white football games on Saturday, 150,000 people in the stand, was doing halftime. White folks would get naked and run across men, not women, put men, run all the way across the the field, and they called that streaking. And everybody thought it was so cute. But wait a minute. Those of you out here that's upset over sagging pants, I haven't heard one of you complain in the last 50 years about the women in the summertime walk down with them little bikinis on. And you can see all, all, all. They got no body. That's the sex thing, huh? Hmm? Boys walk down with their pants sagging, got their underwear. And then y'all try to find excuses. Oh, that's what the guys do in jail. You know how many youngsters out there ain't never seen an inmate in jail. And that stuff on TV, they don't show no inmates. All them, all them jail, all them jail stories they got. We've never seen one with sagging pants, huh? So this is a game. And since when? I mean, I was a little boy. I hear black folks say, be a big crime committed. Oh, crime, 14 people killed. And first thing I hear old black women, I hope it wasn't a Negro. They didn't say, I hope it didn't happen. <laughs> they didn't say, who you wanted to be, a Jew, a Italian, or Irish? And then thinking about Irish. You think the priest who's been ripping off little boys' behinds for over a thousand years, you think they wear sagging pants, huh? You think they own clack? Hmm? The 98% of forcible violent rape is alcohol-related, not crack. Hmm? Not crack. 99% of the little tots, the little girls that get ripped off, hmm? Three months old, four months old, five months old. Hmm? <laughs> you think that's crack? It's alcohol-related, huh? Okay. Now, I don't know how many of y'all followed the biggest news story in America and around the world with those hundreds of pimps and hustlers and thugs that got arrested yesterday in America on a government sweep of pimps, hustlers, that had trafficking little children in America, not in India. They didn't have sagging pants on. Hmm? 
So what is this about? What 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 kind of sickness do you have that if somebody do something that society say they don't like, huh? It seems it's a reflection on you. But football don't bother you, huh? Sixty percent of all college football games in America is fixed every Saturday, huh? That don't bother you. Hmm? That don't bother you at all. And you can just write that off. Oh, Dick Gregor, that that's not true. Hmm? Okay, <laughs> okay. This is what this is about. You worrying about sagging pants? Those of us out here to do the research know Ben Loudon was killed December '01. Ben Loudon, killed December 1. Now, that's hard for you to believe because NBC, CBS, ABC. You think I know something NBC don't know? Hmm? Think that's so? The reason I can tell you, and a lot of researchers are scared to tell you, I'm talking about NBC and them, well, they, they want to be validated by you. My truths have never had to be validated by somebody else's ignorance, huh? This is a game. Ben Loudon was killed, hmm? December 01 by Sheikh. Hmm? First name, I think it's second name in a minute. Sheikh Ahmad. Hmm? Killed him. The same one that beheaded Richard Pearl from the Wall Street Journal. Hmm? The same one that assassinated Miss Mobuto when she went to Pakistan to run. Huh? So then the other year. When everybody's sitting in the White House, somebody asked me in, in Europe last week, and I said, well, uh, you think, how do the president, oh, he's not even in the loop, he don't know what's going on. Hmm? <laughs> you serious? The most powerful human being in the world, if he went to New York or Chicago or Cleveland <laughs> or L.A. by himself, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to get a cab. <laughs> and you think you're the most powerful person in the world? You can't get a cab? Hmm? A redneck, third-grade dropout, white boy, can't read or white, just broke out of jail, can go in and get a cab, but you can't. No, he's not in the loop. They put it out there and, and tell him, Mr. President, let me tell you what happened. Hmm? And so when you sit and you look at what we going through and what we buy into, I remember when the president came out for same-sex marriage. I mean, come on, y'all. You black folks, y'all crazy? Yep. <laughs> a lot of preachers came out and said, we calling black folks to vote again. You got more votes this time you got last time. <laughs> but wait a minute. I said, I'm 81 years old. First time I was going to the movie, I was about two months. I mean, to church was about two months old. Mother and father and them carried us. Hmm? And then one day, I, next thing I know, I was big enough to, to go with him, but I was walking. Next thing, I was big enough to go to church by myself. I've always heard them black folks talking about who was gay in the church. Come on, y'all. They're all the ones now when you find out white folks hated gays, then all the ones you act like you didn't know they was in the church. Hmm? Oh, the Reverend Gully is funny. Oh, all the little jokes we used to tell about the, the choir director. <laughs> the music director, y'all crazy? Hmm? And then long ones now you make like, oh no, I just, oh it go, it goes on, hmm? okay. 
And y'all know y'all wasn't hating against gays. As a matter of fact, we were told they were smart. They was all intelligent. Had good jobs, latest fashions. Hmm? And then now we hear my children. You notice the more you talk, I just got on the radio tonight. My nephew was walking out. I snatched him back in. <laughs> you ain't walking out here with you. There's a whole lot of these youngsters you ain't going to snatch on. Hmm? Whole lots of them. See, if I like you, you can do what you want to do. It was okay for James Brown to sing, shake your money maker, shake your money. Now, look, let's back up a minute. Money maker is referred to as a woman's vagina, given to her by the universal God that created the whole world. Hmm? The whole world. And you reduce that down to a money maker, you say she's a hoe. Hmm? Nobody complained about that. And shake your money maker, or shake your money maker, huh? And we just laughed and clapped, and and then all at once, you know, one of my you know, one of my granddaughters told me once they said, "Dad, anytime you and Mom go to the movie and the music too loud, y'all too old to be in there." Hmm? so all at once now, we, we where we are. You see me doing something for a long period of time. It's a signal. Those of us that understand the human body, we know that if you got a headache and have been hitting your head, it's not coming from your head. We know that. Many of us also know, older folks know, if your nose start bleeding and you haven't been hit, your blood pressure's up. And they know not to stop the bleeding because you're about to have a stroke. Hmm? So I can look at you and not even see blood on you, just see something red and I assume you've been hurt. You can just have somebody throw some red paint on you and I see you stumbling down the street, I think you've been hurt. What you look at detects something bigger than what you're seeing. So when you see these youngsters Dressing the way they dress it, that's you. You have an experiment I run. I tell people uh, in the audience where there's children, I say, well, can I borrow your children for a minute? I'd like them to come up on the stage. I don't want them to be older than eight years old. And I'm saying to you out there in the audience, if you have baby pictures of children from the time they was born, my past eight years old, look at them. Look at those children. You don't see pimps, hoes, hustlers. You don't see cops in them. You don't see soldiers in them. Huh? You don't see robbers. You see that precious thing that just came down here from the universe. When they're being hoes, hustlers, and robbers, that came from you. They learned that in your house. They listened to you talk. Oh, I, I never cussed. You don't have to cuss. Hitler never cussed. Hitler never ate meat. Hitler was a vegetarian. Never drink alcohol. <laughs> Hitler was never up out of bed after ninety minutes after the sun go down. Hmm? And so when you sit around and see things, you balance it out from your way and all your fears. White man stole me and scared of me. Didn't take me back, boy. <laughs> you know what I've been through, mother. 
daddy and you black women sit by and let a black man say you a strong sister. Ain't no man on this planet ever referred to his woman as strong. Hmm? And then tell me to come outside, man, I just got this brand new car, this beautiful car. Black man, how did your car get to be beautiful and your black woman get to be strong? Are you crazy? Hmm? Hmm? You can't look at that car and see nothing black but the color. Hmm? Wasn't made in the ghetto. Huh? I tell you, I didn't want finance in the ghetto. But your woman, she's a strong sister. There's no man on the planet that referred to his woman as strong. Hmm? On the planet. Well, the problem with the black community, ain't no black man at home. Oh, we ain't home with the home. How can you sisters even tolerate that? Hmm? Hmm? You can't have no more family values than the mafia. Mama mia. Hmm? Mama mia. And they brought this whole country down to below animalistic tendencies. Huh? But that don't bother you. The mob. Family value. Wow. Family values. But they can tell you anything and you buy into it, huh? You stole me. Hmm? Brought me over here against my will, against my language, against my religion. Raped me, all these light-complected black folks you got. You think that's because we was raping the slave master's wife? And didn't want to tell me about family values, punk, thug, heathen. I am family values. I never lynched nobody. I never kidnapped nobody to enslave them. Huh? And you don't see that. Many of you black folks. I hear y'all bad-mouthing preachers and everything. Hey, you know what the, you know what the church is about. Hmm? But what about the preachers that wasn't doing all the stuff you say preachers do? I never hear you praising Elijah Muhammad. Huh? I never hear you publicly praising Malcolm X. Hmm? Al Sharpton's a preacher. Martin Luther King. 98% in the forefront of the civil rights movement, and I was there. I didn't get this when they had reverend in front of their name before they had PhD. Hmm? So this is what we out. This is what we talking about. You. <laughs> I don't hear nobody talking about Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow, man, Stevie Wonder didn't have to get no permission or check with some white folks. Is it okay if I call for myself to boycott? He said, I'm not playing any state, including Florida, that has stand your ground. Hmm? I don't hear y'all cheering that. I don't hear y'all calling up radio and say, oh, thank Stevie Wonder. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Stevie Wonder makes so much money for one concert. Stevie Wonder makes so much money. He pays over $100,000 taxes. <laughs> and he said every state, there's almost 30 states that stand your ground, including California, <laughs> including Washington, wow. D.C. Huh? So you jump, sit around. With, yes. Give me one second. I need to open a close his line. Brother Red Pill, peace. With us, peace. 
we still here? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, we good. Peace, peace, Dick Gregory. Yes, to you, brother. Yes, sir. I'm just, I'm in the classroom with everybody else, just listening, to, just soaking up this wisdom. Please continue, brother. Well, the other thing is about Stevie. Have anybody thought about suggesting those of us that got the money go out and buy a Stevie album every week hmm, for a year? Or if you're just going to afford one week, huh? Say, brother, I'm not going to let you take this hit from me by yourself. Hmm? Thank you. You didn't have to ask nobody. You're that independent and that humane. You can do that. Thank you, Stevie. My brother called into a show the other day. Man, we should boycott Florida. I said, when the last time you've been there? I've never been there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> boycott orange juice. Florida orange No, 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 no. You know how many thousand different brands of orange juice around the world in the country comes out of Florida? Hmm? You don't have the sophistication to know what's flawed that book out at all. Make them all pay. Hmm? And let me tell you, see, oranges is easy. You don't have to be there. Hmm? You just don't have to drink it. And what does that mean? Well, that means that oranges falls off a tree. They don't have enough coolers and freezes to keep the orange juice in if you ain't buying it. Plus, for the last six years, there's a a very vicious, some kind of strange virus that they haven't figured out what it is. It's eating up the orange crop, a third of them. So you shouldn't want no orange juice anyway, since you don't know where it comes from. But I'm saying... One boycott. You know how many white folks would join us? And when you bankrupt them, wow, and right down the street hmm, hmm, is where we run to take our children to Disneyland. You know how many of you black folks have carried your children to Disneyland to see a rat, but have never carried them to King's grave or King's tomb? And had he not died, you wouldn't be welcome in Orlando, Florida, okay? There ain't another heathen like you in the history of the planet. Hmm? It didn't bother you six weeks ago while black folks, some of them, your family, over there in the Middle East fighting to give folks the right to vote and the Supreme Court take yours away, and that didn't bother you? You never skipped a beat, brother and sister. Hmm? You never skipped a beat. Hmm? You didn't shut the country down. Hmm? You didn't say on such and such a day, I'm not know you got to do with the type of radio systems we got today and information. It's call your friends. Hmm? Oh, I don't know how we'd survive without NBC and CBS. Do you realize when King was assassinated, he was one of the most hated people in the world? How could he be hated around the world unless than white folks in America with the press was telling him he was a bad man? And now he's one of the beloved human beings on the planet. Huh? Hmm? 
when the Honorable Minister Farrakhan called for a million man march, he didn't get no okay from white folks. Hmm? They didn't even know nothing about it. It went through our network. It went through our chain. Three days before, NBC, CBS, ABC went crazy. How'd they find out about They said, something going on in Washington, D.C. It's coming Monday. Say why? Say well, somebody said you can't get a hotel room within a hundred and fifty mile radius. What's going on? I don't know. We nobody told us. Buses is parking a hundred miles away. There's no parking spaces for buses. What's going on? Oh, somebody says the minister, the Muslim guys having a rally or something like that. Mm-hmm. Butler Aviation, that's a private, that's where the private planes. You couldn't land in Butler Aviations within 50 miles of here. That's how many black folks was coming home from Africa. Just men. It was a million man march. How many showed up? 1,900,000 black men showed up. Hmm? Hmm? One million. Only two arrests that whole day. One was a redneck cracker white boy who was so dumb and ignorant on 14th and U, he called in a bum scare, and he was so dumb, they kept him on the phone talking long enough to go there and arrest him while he's still talking. And the other one was a Asian selling hot dogs without a permit. I brought my sons in. I said, look, huh? I want y'all to go to bed early because we're going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and go for a walk. I'm going to show you something. So we got up and we went over to where the the speakers was going to be, the Million Man March. And it was thousands of people had been there all night. And I said, this is a little too early. I want to come back here again at 8 o'clock and bring y'all home. And we walked through the crowd. Most of them folks, they was not Muslims. Huh? It was ordinary black Americans. Some drink, some smoke, some do cocaine. I said, I want y'all to go through here and understand this crowd is not a Muslim crowd. This is us who have a respect for what they've been doing. But I want you to see you will not smell no reefer. You will not see no cocaine on people's nose and chin. And you will not smell no alcohol. Not because we move and we have respect. Some of us can't say it out loud because we're scared, but here. And what did he do? He called for a million man march on a Monday. He didn't even make it easy for you to slip in here from work and get back. On the Monday in October, didn't know how cold it was going to be or what. That's who we are. The strongest two forces in the history of the planet is the black woman and the black church. Huh? The black woman. Who was that woman that had that baby in, in London the other day? Said the next king. Oh, king of what? Filth? Oh, she went in the hospital like six weeks ago. Hmm. 
Say she had morning sickness. For those of us out who have children that know what morning sickness is, you don't go to no hospital for no morning sickness. Morning sickness is that you don't drink enough water, and the only thing the baby has to drink for nine months in your belly is your urine. Hmm. And when you don't drink enough water, the baby kicks you. Morning sickness. So what's she in the hospital for? She went in there from a drug overdose. Huh? You mean NBC didn't know that? CBS? BBC? Come on, y'all. And that nurse, two days later, that was there in the hospital, she must have knew something because they killed her and called it suicide. Huh? Family values, Queen Elizabeth? Hmm. Queen Elizabeth make $360 million every 24 hours, just interest on her money. And when you black folks understand something, like some of us do, that white ain't a color, white's an attitude. And if you ain't got trillions of dollars in the bank, you can't have the attitude. Hmm? Hmm? So that's why these white folks are going crazy Obama. Y'all sitting here arguing about Obama this, Obama that. <laughs> no, we know more about Obama than you do. Hmm? But one thing changed. Before Obama became president, you had little third grade ignorant white folks. Can't read, can't write, but they say, least I ain't no nigger. <laughs> they can't say that now. <laughs> That's why they're crazy. The one little thing they had to, to play on, hmm? they can't play on it now. Hmm? And everything, say anything you want to say about Obama, but one thing cannot change. Hmm? One thing cannot change. If you are a baby anywhere on this planet that's five years old, we're going to give you the first year. But for the last four years, the most powerful human being on the planet is a black man. You can't mess with that child. They see it. They see it. Hmm? A president that don't look like them. And when his term, second term is over, every seven-year-old child, black and white, on this planet for eight, for seven years have seen a black man, the most powerful human being in the world. That will never change. You go around the world and people look at you with a little bit more respect, huh? A little bit more respect. They had nothing to do with it. Hmm? This is us. This is us. We're the only people in the world that try to solve a problem and don't qualify. Hmm? My oldest son called me one day. I got ten of the most brilliant, educated children on the planet. My oldest son comes to Dad, you got to come to Dallas and help me. I'm hooked to crack. I said, I can't help you, son. I can't help you. He said, Dad, you go all over the world helping people. Said, Let me tell you, I can't help you. I've never smoked a reefer, and your mother drank a beer, so don't call her. I do go all over the world helping people, but son, let's stop playing games. I told you one of the biggest things that interferes with black folks is uh, our emotions. Son, if the doctor today would have told you you had a brain tumor, would you call Pop to come? 
So why are you calling me for this? And why do you black folk think you qualify to turn my brain around after 200 years been damaged? God didn't make no junk. The fact that I tolerate all that cheap song, before I be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave. Slaves without the field singing that, picking cotton. Look at your Baptist hymn books. Most of them songs in there is deaf tunes. You got shoes, I got shoes, I got shoes, I got shoes. Once we get to heaven, <laughs> what you got to do to go to heaven? You got to die. Look at them deaf tunes. Hmm? Hmm? How can anybody respect you who will go to war and kill for this thug that will shoot your mama in the back of the head, call it police brutality, while you at the front line? And you come home, go to funeral, and go right back. What kind of fool is you? Hmm? What kind of fool is you? And then your mamas and daddies stood by and watched that civil rights movement and didn't raise a hand. Hmm? Didn't raise a hand. Hmm? I was there. I saw the children. I saw the children get beaten. Oh, some of them get raped. We didn't talk about that because we didn't want them to use that to kill the movement. Hmm? Hmm? I saw the fire hoses. I was there. Hmm? I've been in that church all over the world, even in Russia, in Hitler. The Jews could run to the church and they were safe. Not in America. We went to the church, and they blew the church up and had the bomb went off when it was supposed to. All them children at Sunday school would have been dead. Hmm? Hmm? In Birmingham. Hmm? A bunch of ignorant, redneck cops who was telling us, before I be a slave, I'd be buried. And they said, we're going to bury you. And y'all think stand your ground is something new because white folks said it. That whole 60s movement was stand your ground. We stood our ground with no guns, no bombs, no secret intelligence thugs. We stood our ground while them haters that wanted to kill us all, and we won. We showed the world how to stand. Y'all upset over this crap. Hmm? And when are you going to get out of your head that your problem is not no third grade dropout, ignorant white? Since when did they determine public policy? Are you crazy? No, you put it on them because you ain't going to blame it on the folks that really determined the Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Mellors, the General Motors, <laughs> all the Yale. You ain't going to mess with nobody but some children, but some wimps. Somewhere, when you stop and think, we don't even talk about the nation of Islam. We know they don't do drugs. Well, 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 no, my son's not into drugs. We smoke. You drink. You dip snuff, Grandma. You chew tobacco. Hmm? The Muslims don't do none of that. All of us are narcotics. Hmm? And we don't even call them into churches and say, hey, 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 come in. We'll raise five, $6,000 for you to come in and just teach us how. You didn't leave the neighborhood until you're right here. So I can't use that as an excuse that y'all don't use it. Hmm? Hmm? 
you know, staying tall. But you feel it. It ain't no game. You didn't get that way to try to impress white folks. Thank you, Lord. Now it's for what? Oh. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, that that's a very poignant point that you make about the nation. You know what I'm saying? That they got Step 12 programs and, you know, this kind of program. A lot of community, not only in the quote-unquote African-American community, but many communities. Hold oh, on, oh, oh, wait, wait. Let me, let me just stop you there for a minute. Let me stop you a minute. The one thing we need to stop doing is say we live in a community. We've never lived in a community, a community where you control your education, you control your medicine, you control your schools, you control your cops, you control everything's important. You don't control that, okay? You live in a hood, and what is a hood? It's something you put over your head when you're trying to hide something. Hmm? When they sit and talk of re- reverse racism, most of us is so out of the loop. We even don't know a black person can't be. A racist. Now, white folks will argue you down. And some of y'all say, oh, yeah, yeah, no. If I don't like you because you're Jewish or Hungarian or Chinese, that's prejudice. Prejudging. Right. Yeah. Racism is the ability to control your faith and destiny. And one black person in America can control. You can't even control your own faith and destiny. When you black folks get up tomorrow and go anywhere, nothing you do. White folk couldn't stop you. There's white folk can take that stop sign down in front of your house. They can close your school down. Not a black person, huh? They can right. condemn your house, huh? And you, yeah, eminent domain. Down. They could run through your house. Did you hear me? Yeah. Hmm? But that's because of mm-hmm. us. That's because of us. Remember, you live in filth. You become filthy. You know how insane it is if all of us fathers and mothers taught our daughters that uh, you have to go to school. The law says I have to have you in school. But but remember, there's some folks over there that's been raping little girls all the way through the black neighborhood. So here's what I want to tell you. If you see one of them, be kind. Don't try to run from them. Don't scream and holler. Black folks, do you know how you violate God when you teach a black boy to behave because of a filthy cop? Are you out your mind? You teaching that child to peacefully coexist with filth. You sit at home while that boy is out. And worry, why don't you do something about it? When America got a country they don't like, they don't sit at home and worry. They go and deal with it. Huh? That's what we did in the 60s. We gave you the blueprint. Hmm. You teach a boy? You call that love punk? Huh? 
You call that love? That's a violation of God to teach me to respect. And that's what you're teaching them. When you tell your children you got to be twice as smart as a white person, children don't hear what you mean. They hear what you say. And to that child, you tell them they're stupid. And you don't even know it because of your ignorance. Huh? My mother didn't know King James was king of England. <laughs> she didn't know he wrote the book. King James, she didn't know King James was such a weird, strange homosexual. He hated women so bad he killed his mama. And his lover was Lord Buckingham, who Buckingham Palace named after huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. That civil rights movement. You know what it's like? Black folks, have somebody call your house tonight. You said five minutes you won't we're gonna blow your house up. You know what we went through? We couldn't call the police or the sheriff or the FBI because they was probably the ones that made the call. You know what that's like? Hmm? Do you know? Do you know why Obama's in the White House? A black man named Jimmy Lee Jackson, who most folks have never heard of. In Anniston, Alabama, he was a deacon of the church, 32 years old. He decided he wanted to vote, so he kept going down the register, and the cops kept putting him, taking him away from there, threatening to arrest him. So he called up to SCLC, and they said, well, we we got some other programs now. So a gentleman named James Orange, one of King's top brilliant lieutenants, Got on the phone and said, well, they're not here, but I can come down. So he comes down. A friend of mine called me and told me what was going to happen. So I told him, oh, I changed my schedule. And, and here's what happened. James Orange came down. As soon as he got, off, got out of his car, white folks arrested him. Jimmy Lee Jackson decided that he's going to the church and organize the deacons and the church folks, and we coming back in front of that jail so you don't lynch him tonight. Hmm? So when they got back there, state police, county, city police, first they shot all the street lights out. They attacked them black folks. I got there 30 minutes late. Blood was running down the street like a flood water. Hmm? Hmm? While y'all sit and discuss tactics of something you're not going to do, huh? Tactics. So they was beating them, and Jimmy Lee Jackson's mother, her father was there, and they jumped on him, 80, 90 years old, and she grabbed the cops. And black folks started running. They went into a black convenience store, and the cops chased them in there, Keep beating her father. Then he jumped on her, the mother, the father's daughter, and Jimmy Lee Jackson, that was his mama. And he went to pull the cops off, and they shot him in the stomach five times. You Disneyland folk. You you folks that want to sit around and gossip and talk about what you're going to do. You was nowhere in the real world. 
Five times they shot him in the stomach. And what did they do? They carried him to the police station and booked him. Carried him to the police station and booked him. It was that movement that's the cause of a ignorant, unethical, uncouth, ungodly, unspiritual black man sitting there with the mind of a heathen, sitting there on the Supreme Court. Hmm? Clarence Thomas. It was what we did in the street that permitted him to get some federal money to go to school. I don't have no problem with it because everybody got a right to go crazy, but at least let's know he's crazy. See, I blame Clarence Thomas on black women. He had nappy hair, big jaws, big lips. He looked real Negroid, and y'all wouldn't go to the prom with him. His brother got mad, mad him a white woman. I hate us all. I teach my grandchildren, at least with some brother you, you think is ugly, don't go to the prom with him. <laughs> don't create another Clarence Thomas. Here's a man with five bullets in his stomach. And they carried him to the jail and booked him. And then carried him to the hospital where he laid five days and died. I'm trying to tell you now how Obama got in the White House. And it never was supposed to be a march for voting rights bill from Selma to Montgomery. That march was a march to protest the killing of Jimmy Lee Jackson. Wow. And that beating you saw on the bridge. Huh? The reason King and none of us was there, they never sent a call out. It wasn't meant to be nothing but to protest this brother you killed. And the way you killed him. And then after the world saw what happened on the bridge, that's when it turned to the voting right bill from Selma to Montgomery. And that's when the voting right bill got pushed through. But y'all lay in your oh. little comfort zone. I had no problem with that. Hmm? I have ten children, and I never put my children over this movement. Y'all can, because you're a bunch of cheap huh? thugs. When you're boys, before women could get in the army, you black men would run to the front of the line, and when that little white sergeant said, take this hill, you didn't tell them about your children. You went up that hill that redneck told you, but when it comes time to liberate your children, you wasn't there. huh? You pay for that. Hmm? There's a universal order, baby. Hmm? There's a universal order. Hmm? I'll pay for it. I gave up millions of dollars because I wanted liberation. When I bought me a Rolls Royce, I didn't buy it for my children. I bought it for myself. I don't use a cheap comma that as long as my children is free, damn that punk. If you ain't free, they won't be free. That was my attitude. Huh? And my wife went to jail more than I did in the South. Huh? And then when the children, we was we had a pitch battle in Greenwood, Mississippi, man. <laughs> and they put us all in jail, but me, they left me in the street to be killed. 
said, I called my wife. I said, baby, we ain't got nobody here. Send some of these children down here it's on summer vacation. She said, which ones? I said, you better send some you don't like because the chances they will not be back home. Hmm? You know what it feels like as a father marching in Shreveport, Louisiana, to deal the drug pushes. We the baddest folks in town. They had a park called A.P. Palmer Park. Called it a shooting gallery. Any cop that would go in that park on the call without 12 to 15 squad cars would be suspended. Me, my wife, and a bright black priest, Father Clemens, we put a tent up in the park. Say this park is off limits. You know what that means. That means they couldn't do that if the cops didn't have the approval. So we was checking on everybody. Come on here, thug punk. We'll show you who's the baddest. And we closed that park down from drug pushes. They had little pickup games in the park. $10,000 a man playing basketball. We shut it down. As we marching through the town every day, about two weeks into marching, we started hearing dogs barking. Why? The town was so frightened, they kept the dogs in the house. Huh? Kept the dogs in the house. Hmm? And then an FBI agent came up to me one day and said, Mr. Gregory, uh, we just think you should cancel your your march today. What do you mean? Well, there's a crazy, uh, psychopathic uh, uh, white that vowed he was going to kill you today. I said, bring him on. The FBI knew who it was instead of them telling him. (laughs) They told me. I had this little son. I got three, but this one looked a little weird. He always played back in the back of the line, playing at the ladies and talking stuff. So I told Leo, we're going up the hill, baby. And, you know, I don't have to tell you I love you and all that crap people say when they're ready to die. <laughs> so as we start marching, I was wondering if the bullet hit me. Would it hit me where I could jump down in the gutter? Or would it hit me in the head? And, and then almost I felt something to my right. And I looked around. It was my son. <laughs> my son. I said, what you doing up here? He said, Dad, I just want the right to die with you today, huh? Try that out, huh? Thank you, son. Thank you, huh? And you wonder why the cops do you like they do. They know what they're dealing with. But then they found out one day all of us they can't deal with, huh? You know, when I walk out, my speech, uh, Walk out the grocery store, or the clothing store. I got to check the back of my car to make sure my license is still there. Why? Hmm? Hmm? Why? Hmm? Hmm? Never stole nothing in my life. Hmm? Hmm? Pay more taxes than the president. Hmm? Why check my license? Because if a cop take my license off my car. 
or the FBI or the CIA, then they have a right to pull me over. That's probable cause. They have a right to put the handcuffs on me. You have no license on the place. This car might be stolen. And then they go in the car and they search it and they come up with a box and they say, is this yours? And once I put my hand on it, my fingerprints on it, that's the drugs they put in the car. Huh? Hmm? And yet those of us that was in the heart of this movement, you cannot look at us and see no hate. How do you deal with darkness? You turn the lights on. These ain't number little roaches we dealing with. You elevate them to human beings. They're roaches. And if you walk in the house and the roaches is all over the kitchen, all you got to do is turn the light on and the roaches will haul ass out of there. That's what we did to them in the South. Them roaches tried everything. They tried to shoot the lights out. They tried to bum the lights out. But this light didn't come from no electric. This light came from a bunch of human beings that was full of love and kindness, not willing to kill, but willing to die. So we all sit there, especially you Christian, with a Bible and a gun in the same house and talk. You had just violated God when you put a gun in the Bible and said, you just canceled the Bible out. Because you say, God, I know you created the whole universe. You created all the, the sand and the wind and the storm, but I don't believe you can protect my family. Now go ahead and take care of my own huh? Huh? Go ahead, take care of you. Hmm? How many of you men out there that had sex with girls below the normal age, and you hollering about some men with their pants below their butt? What kind of thug, heathen fool are you? Huh? Are you crazy? Huh? Walk around the house. Don't talk to your wife. You're mad at you, man. You're mad at what them white folks said to you downtown, but you ain't got sense enough to stand up to them. But at home, I used to see them Negroes pop, come home, and raise hell, kill everybody. Boy, this is my house, nigga. I'll kill you. <laughs> if you just said that downtown, pop, we in the kitchen. Hmm? Black men got brand new Cadillacs. Were scared to take their car. They parked six blocks away from where they was working because they thought white folks see them, they might farm. Hmm? And then talk about, I got these children to feed. I got the house note to pay. Hmm? Hmm? The house note to pay? Hmm? With what kind of money? Dead money? Blood money? Hmm? Hmm? Blood money? Somewhere. Somewhere. So when we look at Trayvon, Hmm? You're so bullshit. You don't even you don't even figure out stuff. You just take exactly what the press tell you. Let's look at Trayvon. Huh? The little girl that testified that embarrassed some folks, embarrassed white folks. Hmm? She said, "Yeah, he called him a." Such and such a creepy cracker. Well, how did she have to say that? Who told her to say that? Hmm? Hmm? See how they feed you? Who told her to say that? If I was the President of the United States, I wouldn't worry about nothing else except going in and looking for no... I'd go in and look for jewelry tamping. And I'd take my own agents down there because there's redneck, Negro-hating FBI and CIA agents that wouldn't give the president the time of the day or the Justice Department. Hmm? Hmm? 
I check out the judge. She did something in the trial. As many times as I've been in jail, I've never seen the judge do. Hmm? Hmm? She, uh, Zimmerman's lawyers made her mad. Those of y'all watching, when she walked off the court, <laughs> you thought you thought she was <coughs> showing some gold. No, she was just giving him, in case the case was lost, that gave him a reason for appeal because she tainted the court. The jewelry by that. When the judge is in the court, you don't argue with lawyers. You get them for contempt of court. Did y'all miss that? Huh? Did y'all miss that? The prosecutor hmm? and Zimmerman's lawyers, that's a little hick town. They all come from the town. They drink beer together, chase women together. Hmm? Hmm? They had more in common than just being ugly. <laughs> more than that. So you looked at it. Now let's go over the trial. Let's look at it. Let's look at it again <laughs> for a quick minute. He's living with his father for two weeks in a gated community. Mm -hmm. That means when you come in, not just people who suspected of being thugs, when you come in the gate, mm -hmm. there's a camera that takes your picture. When you go out the gate, there's a camera that takes your picture. That's everybody, not just black folks. How come nobody involved with that case, including the press, asked for the film of him leaving and coming back? Hmm? There's no document that he came back. Well, let's look at it. He had scuttles, skittles. I never heard of it till that case. And some Arizona sweet tea. Hmm? He went to the store to get it. There was a Basketball gamer, he's trying to get back before halftime was over. So he's running there and running back. Hmm? Damn right, I look suspicious to you. If he'd have been a doctor, black doctor with five PhDs and $10 million, man, he would have looked suspicious to that white dog. Huh? And y'all don't know that. You think if you get you a PhD, hmm? Hmm? And get you some money in the bank and pay your, your rent on time and your house note on time. That'll get you respect you can't buy if you can't educate yourself. And God never meant for you to do that. God don't make no trash. And you didn't come out here as trash. You've been converted into trash when you stoop below the dignity that God gives you just so you can feed your family. Just so you can feed your family and pay your rent, huh? Well, I, I I got to, oh, I got to, some kind of way, I uh, I have to be careful, uh, because uh, I uh, oh my, I got to take care of my children. I, I got to pay my hospital insurance so so we can be protected. And, and uh, okay, is that what you're doing? Okay. Well, let's look at the record. Black folks is 12% of America's population, hmm? 12%, hmm? and uh, 87% of everybody that go to the hospital and get on the kidney machines hmm? <laughs> is black folks. Nobody, 
You won't be like my white folks. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. Black folks is 12% of America's population. 87% of everybody on kidney dialysis machines is black folks. You think you can hide from this? <laughs> you think you can? <laughs> kidney. Kidney didn't come from Sears and Roebuck or some ignorant, Negro-hating white boy. Came from the same universal God that created Queen Elizabeth. And all these white folks who think they got power, hmm? Hmm? You know what blows your kidneys out? Fear, paranoia, and anguish. Walk around angry all the time. You ain't angry at me. You angry at that white racist system. You ain't gonna do a damn thing about. Hmm? Hmm? Adam Clayton Powell, one of the bright, brilliant preachers in the history of the planet. went into Congress. There were some other Negroes there, Dawson, Chicago, black congressmen from Michigan. And so Adam Clayton Powell in nineteen thirty five led a demonstration on Sackville Avenue because not only would they not hire Negroes couldn't even go in the store and buy nothing. You hear me? This is what this was about. Y'all sit and talk about New York, the Big Apple in 1963. New York City didn't have one black principal. Huh? Huh? New York, the Big Apple. Huh? The best jazz in town. What about your human dignity, punk? New York. The height of the civil rights movement in the 60s. There's more black folks living in Harlem than any square foot of inch. When you talk about density population than any place in the world. Outside of Africa. And all them Negroes had was two black businesses and the Apollo one one and the cotton club and they so ignorant and crazy, they brag about the cotton club. Nobody could go there but white folks and the black entertainers went to the cotton club in Harlem, had to go through the back door. Hmm? Hmm? You hear me, y'all? Through the back door. Hmm? And they talk about the cotton club. Harlem. Hmm? So here come Adam Clayton Powell. Negro. Congress folks could not eat in the Congressional Dining Hall. (laughs) (laughs) And Madam Powell went to go to the Congressional Dining Hall. And the white dude who guards the door, not oh, they ain't guarding from Negroes, ain't no Negro coming in here, you know, I'm that crazy. 
And Paul went in. He said, can I help you looking for somebody? He thought he might have been looking for a white congressman you wanted to talk to. He's going to go get it. He said, no, I'm coming here. I'm, I'm congressman Adam Clean Paul, I'm coming here to eat. Oh, oh, Negroes can't, uh, uh, can't eat in here. Hmm? I said, uh, uh, what? Yeah, I said niggas can't eat in there. Now, y'all stupid enough to want me to tell you this story and say N-words can't eat in here? How crazy are you? Huh? Can you imagine Jews being stupid enough to let somebody convince them because the Germans is upset over the word concentration camp? Huh? That we no longer going to call it, we're going to call it the C-word. Hmm? Do you know there was not one black person that sitting in on the meeting when they decided the N-word? Hmm? If y'all followed that last presidential campaign, the, the governor of, uh, of Texas, they found out him and his son hmm, used to rent this hunting lodge every summer called Niggerhead. The Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, NBC didn't say the N-word here. What kind of fools are y'all? You know, if a white boy walk up to you tonight and call you a nigga and hit you, that's a hate crime. That goes to the If he walk up tonight and call you the N-word and hit you, that ain't a hate crime. The N-word is a designated hitter for nigga. Huh? Then y'all are stupid enough. You want to debate it, debate it. I don't hear y'all debating that yellow thing. You know some of y'all listening to me now. Nah. Your son or daughter come home with a black person as dark as me. You have some problems with it, especially in New Orleans. New Orleans, as we talk, they still got brown bag parties. What does that mean? The parties tonight, there's a brown bag. If you come in, you darken in the brown bag. You can't come in. And y'all tolerate that, huh? Y'all tolerate that? Hmm? Give me a break, y'all. So Adam Clayton Powell, hmm? listen to what this thug said. He said, well, I'm sorry, boy, but about... Uh, three miles from here is a colored boy. Uh, Billy Simpson has one of the finest restaurants in Washington, D.C. That's where all the, the Negro Congress folks eat. So, let me give you the address. And it's a short ride by cab. So Paul looked at him and winked. <laughs> lit his cigar and left. Came in the ghetto and found him the biggest tallest, dirtiest, drug addict, alcoholic, greasy brother. <laughs> I said, come on, Adam Clayton Powell. I'm going to take you to lunch. <laughs> and Adam came back. And he said, Adam, how was it? He said, well, I didn't go there. How was what? Lunch. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I told you. Oh, I thought you told me. That one Negro couldn't come in here. He had to have more than one, so I bought my friend. <laughs> and let me tell you something, redneck, ignorant honky. You better get out the way, or I'll throw you through that window over there. Get out the way, boy. And then flicked his stick all ass on me and walked on in, okay? Adam Paul. Hmm? Adam Paul. The largest church in America at the time. Now we got these mega churches, and y'all don't even ask questions. Mega, minimum, 
forty million dollars, maximum seventy million dollars. When General Motors can't get a raise, a loan, where you think them Negro preachers got that kind of money from a bank? Are you crazy? What's that about? Huh? Huh? What's that about? Huh? What do you think that's about? And then when you violate them white boys, like like Reverend Long, Bishop Long in Atlanta. You know ain't nobody going to be upset by the gay preacher in Atlanta. Them four little old boys that got him busted, that wasn't about him being a homosexual. Oh, I don't deny that. He thought he was big enough and bold enough to go over there and mess with them diamonds in Africa. That's what they took him down for. And ask yourself a question. How can four little boys, poor, ghetto, no education, hire one of the most powerful, expensive law firms in the world to handle them, huh? Hmm? So y'all go on and play your games. Hmm? Play your games. And while you're playing it, listen to this. What tears your kidneys up? Fear, paranoia, angry. Always fear of something paranoid. Think they're going to get me? They might, but you ain't supposed to walk around thinking it. What cools your kidneys out? Dallas machine. No, no, no. Awareness and gentleness. Hello. You get rid of dark by shining light. You get rid of hate by shining love. Gentleness. Huh? Well, not me. Well, it, it beats one of them kidney deficits. You got to go three times a week and they hurt. <laughs> what straightens your kidneys out? Awareness, thanks for shows like this. Gentleness, thanks for shows like this. Oh, when I was a little boy, a black person, especially a black woman, died from cirrhosis of the living. You, I didn't know she drank. I didn't know she drank. She didn't. What tears your liver up? Anger, rage, depression. <laughs> she never had a drink of alcohol in her life. Hmm. All them liver infections y'all got that come from anger and rage and depression, tolerating racism and prejudice and segregation from a white supremacist system. Hmm? If you don't know how to handle it and you don't know God, I'm not talking about that church down the street, that church down the street, huh? <laughs> that church down the street produced all them priests that were ripping them little boys out, and they weren't ashamed of it. Because if you ever been to a cathedral and look up on the wall and you see that goblin on the wall, that man with the wings, and you see them little two and three year old white boys with no panties on, they little wee wee showing with angel wigs on, they weren't ashamed. <laughs> Part of their thing. You heard what the Pope said yesterday? Who am I? To criticize them, you're right, because you want them. <laughs> when? And then, lungs. Lungs. Wow. What, 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 uh, what messes up your lungs? Grief? Hmm? Sadness? Your liver, how do you wipe that out? How do you wipe out the anger, the rage, the depression? You do it with kindness. You do it with balance. Huh? My lungs, 
Grief is a violation of God. I used to hear them old black folks saying she's just grieving herself to death. I didn't know what she's talking about. Grief, sadness, shame, shame, shame. You know more people die in America every day from lung cancer, from grief, than smoking cigarettes. Hmm? Hmm? Grief. Grief. Corella Scott King, I knew her well the last 12 years of her life. She never ate anything cooked or anything animal or dairy. What did she die from? Grief, grief, grief. Y'all remember the white boy that, 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 that did the Superman movie, was riding a horse and fell off and got paralyzed, and he eventually died, and 18 months later, after he died, his wife died from lung cancer. I said, I didn't know she smoked. She didn't. Grief, hmm? Grief. Well, how do you beat grief? With courage, with righteousness, with love. I've been married 54 years and love ain't got nothing to do with it. It's about can you be lovable and I'm safe with you and you're safe with me. Hmm? Oh, black brother, if you understood the black woman and knew who she was. <laughs> Everybody in the world knows who she is but you. <laughs> My sister, wow, what a what a blessing. My sister. Do you know we're the only slave in the history of planet Earth that they couldn't? We're the only slave in the history of planet Earth they couldn't keep. Loretta, is that your phone? Put it on mute, please. Is it okay now? Yes. We're the only slaves in the history of planet Earth. They couldn't keep us in bondage a minimum of 5,000 years. Now, is the show over? Do I need to hang up with all this noise running through? Hmm? Did we, somebody didn't pay the meter? I can't hear you. I said I just had to mute my co-host's phone, his phone. I didn't know what was going on with his phone, but you're clear. Okay. clear. Please continue. All right, let me say it again. We're the only slave in the history of the planet that they couldn't hold us in bondage 5,000 years minimum. Why? When they came to Africa and thought they were stealing Workers, they were stealing scientists. We built the pyramid, boy. We the one that told you was the Big Dipper, huh? We the one that told you we were the master astronomers. All the things they doing now, the maneuvering out of space, we taught them that. They learned that from us. And so they don't have to give nobody credit for it. They make like somebody from another planet came, but they make like ain't no such thing as unidentified flying objects, huh? Hmm? But that's where we are. Hmm? Slavery? <laughs> when we ran away from the slave master, hmm? <laughs> coming north, north, all they had to do was look up the sky and follow the Big Dipper. The Big Dipper, the, the part, the mouth of it, 
face. No, I said, all I had to do was swallow that. They didn't worry about me because they said, Negro don't know. And then when they would catch me, the sheriff, all right, nigga, you caught your piece, nigga, weren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. Where you going? I'll I, I, I be going up north. What do you mean you going up north, nigga? Cartier P gave me my papers. You better have them on you. So they take the paper out. On the way out, they took a letter out of P's house because they knew the sheriff couldn't read or write. <laughs> and they showed the sheriff the letter. And I said, nigga, you better be glad you had that. I'd have killed you right here. Huh? <sighs> Somewhere. Somewhere, 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 somewhere. And now the effect it's had on us. Somebody got to come and and clean it up because you think it's clean. It's never clean when you go through the trauma. Nobody in their right mind would hit a baby but a fool. Spank a child but a thug, an ungodly spirit thug would hit a child but you wouldn't hit your car if you was mad at it and that universal God didn't make the did not make the car it made you huh little child you mad and when I was down there in the slave tent had an abscess and white folks that was dealing with me didn't give a slave the credit for having a, a abscess of being sick. He saw that look on my face. He took a T-ball for and beat me to death because he didn't want other Negroes to see me with that attitude and think they had some power. Beat me to death. And thank you, black lady. Thank you. <laughs> you figured it out. <laughs> In order that he wouldn't kill me. You grab that two by four and say, God, you beat this nigga just like this. No good, daddy. Give me that stick. I'll kill this nigga. And she had to beat me almost to the point of death because no white man, heathen, dog, tramp would believe a mother would kill her own child. So she had to act and she was hitting me. And and that white boy was convinced. <laughs> he laughed. He couldn't believe I and sometime we died, Father. That's what that black woman meant. Say, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. But they learned it and perfected it. That's that black woman. That's the black woman. That's my sister, my mother, my wife, my girlfriend, my niece, my aunt. Huh? That's her. So, black woman. And then one day those thugs in Europe. See, Abraham Lincoln laid something on them. Abraham Lincoln's the first person that said slavery is an American problem. American problem. American problem. An American problem. They said, no, it's a southern problem. He said, no. The textile industry in New York City. And in London, make more money in one day on that cotton than them cotton growers down there making six months, huh? Abraham Lincoln said that. Hmm? Abraham Lincoln. Hmm? Abraham Lincoln said that. Hmm? 
And Abraham Lincoln also said, y'all can punch it up, favorite quote to Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln said, I'm not against slavery. And I believe the, the Nagra is inferior, but I also know that my God meant for one man to make another man work for free. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. He had no problem with it. But I'm by God. And he said, hear me good, y'all. There is a universal law. And for every nickel of free labor we got out of these blacks, we're going to pay it back a thousand times. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. Hmm? And every lick you've hit him, you get it back a hundred times. That's happening now. White folks in America, yes, it's afraid of terrorists. Yes, we used to be afraid of white folks. (laughs) It's coming back. And God ain't got nothing to do with this universal laws. Universal laws. So that's what we're looking at today. That's what we're looking at today. So when them thugs in Europe had made so much money on slavery, they decided they want to be good Christians and and make it to heaven. So how am I get to heaven? Uh, well, these white folks. Well, let me. We've got to cut this slavery out. So they stopped all slavery, and then they said to America, "Hear me good now." Give me good. Any American slave ship coming across the Atlantic with slaves, we're going to blow it out the water. So the white slave owners said, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. No, we're not. So how are we going to solve it? You see that little, that little nigger boy over there, that 14 year old? See the lady? That's his mama. We're going to put a sack over his head and have him impregnate his mother, huh? Black woman, black man, and they were stupid enough not to know my mother knew that was me in her. Hmm? Hmm? She knew that. Hmm? And you want to put the wigs on, you want to look like that dog? A rat and a dog bite you and you start dressing like a rat and and squeaking like a dog? They don't realize what has happened to your brain? Hmm? The number one killer in Jamaica as we talk tonight. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You think they're so black? The number one killer of young folks in Jamaica is not crack or drive-bys or driving drunk. The number one killer in Jamaica right now is bleaching cream. Hello, hello, hello. And so you... Pimp mentality folks that believe that something would lie to you, then get on Facebook and let the white folks tell you. Bleaching cream. The number one killer of Chinese women in China is bleaching cream. This white White supremacist mentality is said to the Chinese woman, yellow ain't enough, he's white. Hmm? Hmm? So you'll go on and play your games, but 
you better play them quick and you better win fast because recess is just about over. Hmm? You put your hope in this white thug system. There ain't a welfare mother in the ghetto that cannot read and write that's nine months pregnant right now. And they cannot open up her legs with all they might and all they nuclear and all that and make that baby stay up into that universal God said when you're nine months pregnant, whatever, that baby gonna fall if it means death to the mother and the child. I am the king of this paradigm. You build your pyramids, build your factories, build your banks. But there's certain things I do. I do. Ah, you God say to you, if you reduce the dignity that I gave you below the dignity that I gave you just so you can praise and appraise a white ignorant thug. I, your God, will destroy you from the inside. That boy didn't make you. This Roebuck didn't make you. General Motors didn't make you. And I can tear them all down tonight with one twinkle of my finger. And you scared of that filth? <laughs> well, I'll show you what I do to children that don't know me at the Fred. Uh, Black women, 6% of America's population. Hear this, black women. Why y'all worrying about black boys with their pants below their drum? Black women, 6%. 98% of thyroid tumor is black women. And the next highest amount is Jewish women. What do y'all have got? Nappy hair. Hmm? White folks didn't give you nappy hair. Nappy hair came from the same force that made the dinosaur. The same force that made mountains and oceans. That's where they came from. That's where your nappy hair came from. And you don't have enough courage to go up to the tallest mountain and cuss God. Say, God... I know you're the creator of everything, but you didn't know what you was doing when you gave me this nappy hair, so I'm going to change it. And God is too nice and kind to say to you, Winch, before you change something that I made, not me, you will destroy yourself. Ask the old folks they ever heard of fibroid tumors. I hadn't. My mother didn't have them. Her mother, grandmother didn't have them. It's not a disease you can't catch it. Where fibroid tumors come from? <laughs> perms. 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 You gonna change something that God gave? Well, the Chinese tried that. They thought little bitty feet on women were sexy, so they bound up their feet. And those of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. And they were the strongest dynasties in the history of the planet. And all at once they fell down to nothing. Because they bound that woman's feet that the universal God made, huh? So you go on and play. Play, 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 play. Hmm? What is nappy hair for? God ain't made no junk. If all of us are cops and we have a bulletproof vest, that don't keep us from not getting shot. It slows up the rhythm and the vibration. So there's 99.999. We won't die. 
That's what the bulletproof vest. Nappy hair is your bulletproof vest. That universal God know you got a melaton in you because that God put it there. And that melaton, if it take a direct hit from the sun, it fouls up your mind. So it gave you nappy hair as your bullet. So that sun got to work its way through them naps, through them corals. <laughs> you got rid of it. Brothers and sisters, and you let the white folk create a three trillion dollar dollar industry for you to destroy what God made you. It looked like somebody else. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Whew. How long? And so when you stop and think about who you are, how'd you get here? You got here the same way I got here. What? Yes, huh? The penis that God made, not the Ku Klux Klan, so upset over what comes out of me, they castrate me and don't even know me, huh? They castrate me, rape my woman in front of me, and try to reduce me down to nothing. But all of us, they couldn't reduce us down to nothing. Because we know the animal is supposed to do that. And that's our job, not to tame him. He can't be tamed. Hmm? It's put him back in the cage. Hmm? Black woman, are you aware where hurricanes come from and why they call them her? Her? Right at the exact spot in West Africa where the slaves was put on the ship. That's where hurricanes, all hurricanes develop there. Right there, not in the vicinity, there. And all hurricanes stay underwater and follow the same path that the slave ship followed. Huh? And no slave was offloaded the ship till they got to the Caribbean. Huh? No hurricane jumps above water till it gets to the Caribbean. Huh? And it hit this country and go all the way up the East Coast, all the way to Maine, and those of y'all that know your geography of travel, Maine is as close to you as your right hand is to your left hand, that's how close it is to America, and Canada's never had a hurricane, because Canada's never treated a black woman where America has, so when it gets there, it turns north and go back out to sea, come on, black woman. <laughs> Thank you for being who you are. <laughs> Thank you. You know what that white man said about us? We didn't say it. He said, if you got one thirty seconds of Negro blood, you're a Nagua. Now, you didn't hear him right. What he said is, in order to make one Negro, I've got to put 32 white folks next to y'all. That's what he said. You didn't hear it? If you got one thirty seconds. Negro blood in you, you one of them. Hmm? You one of them. And they reduce you down to this madness, the transfer system. Your mama, from her mama, from her mama, from her mama. Hmm? Y'all sit and looked at that Willie Lynch crap, and those of us that <laughs> we said the first day when they released it, that come out the CIA headquarters. That black one was mad at us. How you know? Because white folks didn't talk that way 250 years ago. Boy, 
That's 1960 lingo. Hmm. Okay. Now there's a book out, Professor. One from North Carolina. And one from University of San Francisco. They have interviewed the Negro CIA agent that put that letter out. Huh? Okay. So go on with your little hips there. Hmm? Strut with your wig, baby. Strut with your wig. <laughs> you can go all the way around the world just with your God, your God vibration. You can recognize a prostitute by the way she walked, the way she wiggled her hips, the way she wear them wigs, the way she wear that makeup. If I can go all the way around the world and recognize a whole just how about behavior, how come I can't look at you and if you don't tell me you're a Christian, I don't know you one? Do that make you feel strange? Do that bother you? I can recognize a whole without her telling me, but if you don't tell me you're a Christian, I don't know you one, huh? Hmm? Hmm. And so after he made me 14 years old, young buck, one of the old black slaves, I'm going to get these young vibrant slaves out of this sister here. And I know because, yeah, this 14-year-old buck going to impregnate her. With that ignorant white boy didn't know that if I impregnate my first cousin, the baby going to be born deformed. He didn't know if I impregnate my mama, then the farm thing's going to jump out that chute. He looked around nine months later, and all them crippled. <laughs> Nick Rose, he can't sound. <laughs> I twisted limbs, watermelon heads. Days, not just black folks, but all deformed babies was blamed on the mother. Hmm? Not the man. Something happened to that child inside your belly, woman. You created this thing. Now I want y'all to hear this real close. Black men in America and in the Caribbean is the only men on this planet that play the dozens. Hmm? Your mama's legs so skinny she ought to sue them for non-support. Hmm? No man on this planet played a dozen about your mama. Where'd that come from? Because the white boy, in order to sell them to foreign slaves, had to go to some poor, ignorant white folks that never could afford a slave and say, you can buy slaves for the first time. They're a little crippled, so you got to buy them by the dozen. That's why it's called the dozen, and that's why it's about your mama. Huh? You think you qualify to untwist this thing? Damn. You think you'd qualify just because you got two degrees more knowledge than that other fool over there that all at once you some kind of different type Negro. The guy gave us 10,000 pieces of poison and you threw 9,999 away and so stupid you don't know if you kept that one, huh? I got you. I give you 
9,999 pieces per more than what I needed for you, fool, because I've studied you. My scientists have studied you, and they know what happens with a mind that harbors hatred for yourself because something inside of you said no human being would tolerate this, and if you do, you're going to do it at this expense, huh? A white family <laughs> that you pay for. You ain't never seen nobody in America so poor, so educated. They couldn't, they couldn't celebrate Christmas. They started putting down the money on <laughs> the first of the year. <laughs> Santa Claus. St. Nicholas. Jolly old St. Nick. Where that come from? It was a rich, rich white
And there was people in that neighborhood that know because they could feel the vibration. You had nothing from nobody. And then your daughters end up crazy. Hmm? Hmm? Somewhere. Somewhere. And so we look at what happened in Sanford, hmm? Florida. Boy, that was... Did you did you really see it? Did you feel it? Did you see what happened there? So, in Sanford, Florida. Hmm? Yes. Sanford. Sanford and Son. Well, let, let's go back for a minute and just look at it. <laughs> there was a case a hundred and fifty some years ago called the Dred Scott case. You heard of it, but did you know what it was? The Dred Scott. You think of Dred's now, you think about black hair? The Dred oh. Scott was suing a white dude because he violated the law. The law was any slave that had ever been in a free state, you never had to be a slave again. That's what he was suing. Lost the first case. Carried it to the next end of the Supreme Court. If you suing me and your name is Jones, it's Jones versus Gregory. That's all. That's the title of the book. Who was Scott suing? <laughs> A white man named Sanford. <laughs> wow. Now you understand the universal God, not some pimp stuff huh? that some thug created and passed down. Huh? Hear me. Wow. There has never been anything on this planet that lived up to that trial. Is what happened there when they said there's no law that a black man got that a white man have to respect. That's what you was looking at. The Dred Scott trial. Hmm? The Dred Scott trial. Hmm? Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you something that you don't need to do some research and find out what shame will do to you. Hmm? Shame will do to you. Yes. Out of that trial, because it's the first trial pertaining to a black person that white folks and black folks looked at every day of the week and saw it. Even <laughs> with the OJ trial, they didn't get to see it every day because we didn't have cable like we got it now. <laughs> so even white folks that wouldn't give us the time of the day, they're ashamed of this trial. The shame of the America. Black folks is not shame. We expected that. We hurt. We in pain. Now, watch me, black folks. I'm here, black. White dude here is white. I'm in pain. He's in shame. Huh? I can go down to CVS or Walgreens and give me a pill and wipe out my pain. There is no pill to wipe out shame. Hmm? That's why we black folks are so messed up. We start being ashamed of slavery, ashamed of something that he's doing. You rape me and I'm a slave. They do that in Arab countries. Hmm? 
man's daughter get raped and he make her commit suicide or kill himself when he commits suicide. What kind of fool is you? <laughs> punishment. When you slap a child or yell at a child, it's punishment. Leads to shame, black woman. Punishment. Leads to shame. And then it gets down into that part where the real God roam, roam around. The real universal God roams in that spot there in your chest, not in the Vatican, not in the cathedral. There, it gets there, and when it gets there, the universal God it moves over. And then when it gets there, it turns you into anger, anger, anger. Anger. Hmm? And then shame. Let me tell you something. This is scientific data. When shame gets so overwhelming, the mind numbs itself. And the individual cannot feel anything. Many times, leaving a sociopath or a psychopath. A living machine that cannot, that can kill or maim without feeling, without any feelings or any remorse. You better pray that them white folks don't say shameful long. Because, see, they ain't got your mentality. Every white aha so you can't think for me because you born with 300 years of white privilege. And Steve Jaffe said, not me. Like complected Negroes is born with a privilege, boy. You better hope and pray that them white folks get over their shame. And those of you, go and check what happens to the brain. How numb it gets. White folks is ashamed. Black folks are in pain. Somewhere. Somewhere. And when you look at that trial, say, wait a minute, y'all. Nobody got cameras of him being killed. He died 100 feet from where his father did where he was staying. And nobody in that complex knew he was dead. For four days, he laid in the morgue, listed as a John Doe. Mom and Dad is calling the police station, and they said, we're looking for him. We got him listed as a missing person. You mean that little town that's 80% Negro, the county, and they didn't know there's a 17-year-old black boy laying there that couldn't get there without the police writing up and sending him there, huh? Hmm? Right. Huh? And telling his mom. And none of that came up in the trial. Are you all out of your mind? <laughs> Laid there in the morgue. And every cop knew he was there. And told mom and dad. We looking for him. Hmm? Hmm? And then something strange happened that needed to come up in the trial. And those of you all need to Google hmm, April the 5th. 
2013. The Orlando Sentinel. Y'all, this is too important to take somebody's word for it. Trayvon Morton's parents settled a wrongful death claim from the Homeowners Association is thought to have paid more than a million dollars. How come nobody knew about that? Or is this a lie? Hmm? How come nobody know about this? And when you read it, you find out that they didn't have no insurance, homeowners. Hmm? When you read the story, Trayvon was shot to death by a neighborhood Watch volunteer George Zimmerman at the retreat at the Twin Lakes townhouses in Sanford on February, hear me, 26, 2012. February 26, 2012. There was no homeowner's insurance. And when you read the article, the association <laughs> bought the homeowner's insurance the policy at a $1 million limit according to a federal court record that went into effect March the 30th. I'm killed on February the 26th, and the policy is not bought until March the 30th? Hmm? I have a car accident tonight, and the policy is not bought till next month, and the insurance company is going to pay me off? That's what the president needs to be looking into. Hmm? How you going to pay me before the trial. If he's not found guilty, huh? Y'all don't have to pay. Or did you say this neighborhood watch? The reason this should have came up in court if they paid off Martin's family because Zimmerman killed him. The jury would have had altogether a new take on that, huh? Hmm? Hmm? Give me your mm-hmm. Somewhere And I say this again and again If you went to the store And bought a loaf of bread And a chicken And on his way home And he's killed The loaf of bread and the chicken Should be there Who ate it? Where'd it go? That's part of the evidence That, that can wow. of juice Was it blood on that can? That candy, huh? Was it gunpowder on it? We can look at that and tell where the projections came from, huh? Or did he ever go to the store? Is that why they couldn't show no pictures except them trick pictures from his back in the 7-Eleven? Hollywood can build a 7-Eleven screen in five minutes. Hmm? And y'all go for the okey-doke. You're so busy looking at the plate. Hmm? You numb your God consciousness, your universal consciousness. Let me tell you all something, y'all. 
I find Catholic community around the world is so outrageous. I I looked at research. I have the number one research team in the world. Okay. <laughs> I looked at some research six years ago. These scientists have found a way to genetically engineered. Uh, we used to call them lightning bugs, but in the scientific document they call them uh, what they call them. Uh, uh, we call them lightning bugs. No, we call them June bugs. Lightning bugs. Okay. They crossbreeded a carrot with a lightning bug, and at nighttime the carrot lights up. Okay. My poor mama was alive, and the boys said when they do it to a human being, they already did it to a cat. When they do it to a human being, they could trick my mother and tell her this is the second coming of Christ, huh? And then had this little thing they created that lights up at night. Mama, believe in this Christ. Tell her what to do. Take all your money. Take it out for her. Now I can give it to her. <laughs> Find you a white person to work for. <laughs> for free. Hmm. Now they got that scientific data. They got scientific data on Mars, on the moon, Pluto. Been there 30 years and they have 24 hours surveillance. These scientific gatherings where if something falls and hit the moon, they can listen to that sound and know if it was a rock hmm? or some type of animal. Hmm? Your vocal cords, there's no two vocal cords alike. They can test that. There's no two fingerprints alike. And you mean to tell me in this day of technology they're going to ask Zimmerman's mama, and Trayvon's mother to listen to this tape and tell me that's your son. <laughs> if I threw a brick and hit a white woman in the head and called her a bitch, they could trace that back to my voice. <laughs> and know where the brick came from. <laughs> huh, come on, y'all. Huh, come on. So all at once now, they don't have that scientific that to check them filthy tapes, huh? And find out who that is. It might not have been none of them, but it might have been the engineer that's making up stuff, okay? Well, they got y'all in a trick. They got y'all. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hmm? And so somewhere, hmm? somewhere, somewhere, and it's important for you to, maybe those of you on the show, I'll call Lil. Until I told you to call and tell her to leave you, give her an address, because I don't do all little facts and stuff. Oh, she got a fax there. And she will fax you this letter, and you can read it on your show, huh? <laughs> right. Tavon was shot by a neighborhood watch on February the 26th. Mm, policy was bought. <laughs> March? Come on, y'all. And so somewhere, when you understand, one thing is I'll get ready to leave y'all. Anytime you need me, just call my wife. I know who the black woman is. I mean, millions of dollars. Uh, I never, never wrote a check in my life. 
Go ahead. Girlfriend, you right. Yeah. Yes. Before you leave, um, because we named this show Facts Only, based on the conversation that me and you had at uh, in Los Angeles at the hotel, when you pulled out the amazing fact sheet, brother, and you compelled us to look at us in a universal sense, to a universal eye, you know what I'm saying, the amazing thing that the body does. I want to yeah. really, that's what I really wanted to share with the world. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You mean what the body, the, the human body? I wouldn't have done that yeah. direction. The world now is all tied up with Zimmerman. Huh? And nobody's giving them the truth because most folks don't know it. This human body been here trillions of years. We can always talk about that. Hmm? Always talk about that. Hmm? You think Harvard and Yale actually know about the human body? Hmm. Let me tell you what we did, and I'll get right back to you because the time is long. Check the facts of a dinosaur. Dinosaurs have been gone billions of years. Hmm? But along with the dinosaur, the turtle was there too. Along with the dinosaur, the butterfly was there too. Two billion years ago, and before the dinosaur disappeared, the butterfly, that pretty little butterfly. Uh, that's you, sister. That little black thing that come up, they call it a caterpillar. That's you inside there. Huh? You. Nobody has ever thought a caterpillar like they don't even like the way they feel. They never said a caterpillar is beautiful. But you keep moving. You keep moving, black woman. You find that tree. You get up on that leaf. And that thing gets hot inside. And that cocoon open up. And out of it comes you, baby. <laughs> but the black man wants to say, you ain't that pretty butterfly because you got nappy hair. <laughs> you ain't that pretty butterfly because you got big lips. You got little legs. <laughs> Let me tell you about that butterfly. A symbol in America is the bald eagle, the big, bad bald eagle. <laughs> mm-hmm. The butterfly can fly all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, fly all the way across the Pacific Ocean, but the bald eagle can't make that trip there. Hmm? Yeah. In Peking, oh. wait, just real quick, in Peking, hmm, at the butterfly park there, butterflies right now flapping their wings to determine what the weather going to be like. Nine months later in New York City, there's a book I call Chaos, huh? Hmm? So I tell you this and I end with this because that's what we did. The turtle survived, and that's what we was in the civil. We were the turtle. What is a turtle? Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. An ability to stick your neck out. You don't have to go to Harvard, Yale, or have no big money to do that. That's how we beat up the mightiest nation in the history of the planet. We let our turtles out. Hmm? It's that simple. And we can do the same thing. Now, if you get on the phone and call your friends, you can't wait for different people to tell you you don't know how much money the organization is getting. You got 
the phone and the, the system to put it out there around the world. See, don't drink no more orange juice because we can't tell what's Florida orange juice and what's California orange juice. So destroy them all. That's simple. No money. Hmm? No money. I thank y'all. I thank you all who put this show together and keeps it going. Mm, I thank you. Facts. Mr. Gregory. Yes. Yes. If you would allow me to, I do have the fact sheet in front of me. I'm mm-hmm. saying if I could read some of these facts to the audience, I just want you to make some brief commentary because sure. by far these sure. facts blew me away. It gave me a whole new perspective on who we are and what we're dealing with, actually. Okay? Yes, please. So very quickly, I'll run through it. Okay, and we do want to remind you, family, that tonight is a fundraiser show so we can keep programs such as this on the air, okay, bringing you some of the uh, finest programming available, okay? So you can go, family, to GoFundMe.com backslash Know the Ledge Media and make your contribution. Okay, we're going to get into these facts, facts only. The average human body gives off enough heat, enough heat in only half an hour to boil half a gallon of water. Yep, think about that. Think about that. That's that's important, a half a gallon of water. That's how much heat your body gives off in a half hour. That got you reduced down. To something less than what the universal God made? Go ahead, brother. A postage stamp. Family, think about the size of a postage stamp. A postage stamp sized piece of circumcised foreskin. Circumcised foreskin. That comes comes off the man's penis when he's circumcised. And they say a piece of skin that small. Go ahead, brother. It takes only 21 days to grow enough to cover three basketball courts, family. Okay? The last grown skin is used to treat... Hmm? Burns. Yes. All over the world. The, the last grown skin is used to treat burn patients. Burn patients okay. all over the world. That little foreskin that come from circumcision... <laughs> <laughs> so now that you know that, if you're stupid enough to circumcise a child, tell them to give you the skin. You sell it. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Now this is from Kate. This one sounds like it's out of one of KT's lectures. Seven new miles of blood vessels for every one pound of fat gained. Okay, so one pound of fat gained on your body equal equal seven. Miles of blood vessels. And 10 pounds equals 70 miles. Hmm? 70 miles. When I deal with these folks, you know, uh, Brother Hudson, who was the world watched him, never been out the house in 21 years. He was like uh, uh, 1,500 pounds. We took him down to 640 pounds in in, uh, six months. I'm telling you that because when we got all that off of them, that fat we thought was there, no, it wasn't there. 
that was them blood vessels that was created. So they operate on your folks. You don't need to operate. The universe gave you that for your blood vessels. All you got to do is start drinking water, 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 water. And the blood vessels were there for blood, so when you don't need them, it go away. That's the way the universe works. When y'all use that, that hand sanitizer, you know, not the ones with the uh, uh, the uh, alcohol in it, the other ones. Huh? Women that's pregnant that use that one, their babies are born with no immune systems. Because the universe mm. picks up that you got a protection there. If I borrow, I want to borrow some money from you all the night, $10,000, and I win the lottery, I don't need it. The brain do the same thing. If you walk down the street and get stabbed in a robbery tonight, and then 10 years from now you have brain surgery, the same vibration goes up to the brain. The brain don't give a damn. I know nothing about no brain surgeon. don't <laughs> give a damn about somebody around. All we know is he's been cut. And they react the same way, okay? The same way. That's and so. If you want to lose the blood vessels, the universe says, if you're not using them, we take it away and start drinking water and water and water, and the blood vessels will sit there with no need, and it'll shrink up, shrink up, shrink up. Why did develop those things? Cause your blood. Let me tell you, you have a hundred thousand miles of blood vessels in you. A hundred thousand miles, you, not Queen Elizabeth, not white folks. Not anybody that got money, welfare mothers that can't read or write. Got a hundred thousand miles of blood vessels in you, which means this blood could reach around this planet Earth four times. And your blood make a complete cycle every 30 seconds, which means your blood is traveling 200,000 miles a minute. And they've got you believing a jet plane is fast. And so with that blood moving that fast, when you gain that weight, it has to give you seven miles of blood vessels or your head would explode. And for every pound, we gain 10 pounds, huh? you gain 70 pounds. Huh? That's the universal wow. God. That's the God that puts you here. You got here the same way I got here. A penis went into a vagina, and out of that ejaculation came 500,000 sperms. And the one responsible for you, like the one responsible for me, and the one responsible white folk outran a half a billion sperms and got to that egg first. Didn't know one sperm come out and slowly stroll up the fallopian tube. It hit the deck running. And if I came to where you are tonight and there's a half a billion restaurants in, and I'm going to take you to the best one you went for hell with, where you got the best of a half a billion sperms that got ejaculated from your dad, okay? So somebody got to tell you, I am somebody. If somebody got to tell you, I am somebody, you ain't nobody. Hmm? <laughs> That's who you are. That's who you are. So you go to Harvard and go to Yale. You think I know this and they don't know it. They just don't want you to know it. <laughs> they want you to think you damaged goods. Not just you white folks. Send you over there to war to be killed and be killed. And then come back. Anytime you can wave your flag to get your young people to the front line of battle. But you're not back here waving your flag when they come back home to take care. That ain't no flag you waving. That's a rag you waving. 
And all you black folks that's stupid enough to believe America, black folks love America, I tell you what you do. I tell you what you do. Next 4th of July, remember, more flags is sold in the last two weeks before 4th of July than sold the whole year. Ten times many. Go into a black community. Go to Harlem and see how many flags you see waving. Don't listen to a black oh. people lying to you. I saw Go so back. many this year. I saw so yep. many this year. And now they have the clothes, so people are wearing the flags as tank tops and shirts. And the contest kit everywhere. Like, everyone had on flags down there. It was blowing my mind. I was like, whoa. Y'all, y'all really think that... uh. <laughs> Y'all got it. Yeah, they're not doing love on the Morris side either. And so somewhere, the reason the Japanese, I don't know if I told you this early, is so hated by the Chinese because when they invaded China in 1933, they told them Chinese, Japanese soldiers, don't kill none of the old leaders, huh? Yes, every young boy you see with a tattoo on blow their brains off because tattoos represent revolution. Mm. Mm. So you don't know that like these thugs out here complaining about these uh, with their pants below their butt. You don't know what that represents because you're not intelligent enough from the universe to know what that is. Huh? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. <laughs> if you buy an expensive suit from Italy, you have to wear suspenders. <laughs> There's no belt place for a buckle because ain't no buckle supposed to be around your belly button. That's where life comes from. That's why in the Arab countries they wear them, them sheets. <laughs> in Africa, they wear them African gowns. <laughs> So as much as you hate it, as dumb as they are about it, they they getting that pressure off of them. Hmm? Cause the mm-hmm. belt on the pants is below their butt. It's not from their belly button. I didn't know that until I had a hernia operation. They go through the belly, and they say two things you can't do: you can't drive a car, you can walk, but you can't drive a car, cause those muscles there, and you can't wear a belt. Hmm? Somewhere, and your testicles is where your sperms are, and they live in the body temperature two degrees below your body. So when mm-hmm. your body heats up, the testicles swing down. In the summertime, they swing up. You see baseball players playing in the field with that junk strap on. You see them hit the ball and reach down and and shake their testicles. They're not doing nothing vulgar. Something saying, let me go. And for years, truck drivers could never have babies because the motor for the truck was right under the seat and all the sperms would be killed. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Wow. So go, go ahead and play your game and listen to a fool out here that don't know nothing. All he got is a big gun. Hmm? All he got is a big gun, but Hitler had big guns. And remember... Napoleon had the mightiest army in the history of the planet. 
<laughs> we're in the Haiti, where they didn't have no guns to the two they had was on the top of the hill. And wiped them out. Yep. And they said, wait a minute, let's find out what's happening. And the soldiers, they told the soldiers, get home, man, you're not qualified. This is something big here we got to check on. They sent the scientists in, not the soldiers. And they checked it out. They said, my God. And they called it voodoo. And they got you believing that's something scarier. Voodoo is a French word. means spiritual atom. You can't see neither one of them. Hmm? They, they knew it was an Uncle Tom. A tomboy is a tough girl. A tomcat's a tough cat. When it comes my turn, it gets weak. Uncle Tom <laughs> is a shapeshifter. <laughs> Uncle Tom is a shapeshifter. <laughs> and they would turn themselves invisible because who wants a 75-year-old slave? And they'd slip past them white folks and get on the boat. <laughs> and when they get here... <laughs> they would intermingle with the slaves. They turned invisible, mm, which means you can't see me. And then when they got there, they'd station themselves, they'd station themselves 50 to 60 miles away from the farms, one after another. And so if white Kachipi came out and grabbed your 12-year-old daughter and raped her, and you forgot that you wasn't supposed to hit him because it ain't got nothing to do with manhood. It got something to do they'll kill all the rest of the slaves. Don't do that to the rest of us because of your daughter. Hmm? Wow. So you didn't realize that, and you went emotional and killed him, and that's when every African knew how to send for him. The reason the butterfly can fly across the Atlantic Ocean, fly across the Pacific Ocean, because they follow the wind currents. And Africans knew how to follow the wind currents. And regardless of how far that Uncle Tom was away, he would pick it up and know where to go. And four or five of them would show up and take that dead white boy, beat, eat his hair, his shoes, his bones, his whoop, his gun, and all. That's a Uncle Tom, okay? That's wow. Okay? And I used to hear my grandfather and my great-grandfather say some Negroes in Africa they'll never mess with because they can turn into birds, pigeons, they can turn into elephants, they can turn into gorillas. And I thought that was just an expression. I didn't know that was real. That's why they're scared of you and hope you will never hope you are. But every now and then the sister gives it away and we too ignorant. <laughs> to know. You know a black woman in America is the only woman. A black woman in America is the only woman hmm. that can take a butter knife and cut your tires down to the rim and you don't even recognize who she is. Hmm? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Do you know them tires got a 20-year guarantee by white scientists? <laughs> <laughs> you can run that you can run that truck from one part of America to another every day. Change drivers, tires are beating. The sister asks you, "Who is Melba? Why?" She don't say nothing. She just says, "I'll go draw you. I'll go draw your bath water, dear." And uh, your shoes is kind of not shiny, but I'll shine those. And you don't even see her leave. You go down fast and get ready to get in your car, and you ain't got nothing but some rims. And the sister's upstairs sewing buttons on your coat. <laughs> Sleep with they don't know who she is. You think she's what these white folks told you she is? Huh? A trifling 
God bless me. I didn't know. I just kept looking at my wife and she said she's never raised her voice. Hear how loud I'm talking now? She's never raised her voice to me or them children as loud as I'm talking now. And something happened one day. And she hadn't mentioned it, and I haven't mentioned it. But I say to all my children, I say, they got grown. I said, you be careful with your mother because there's a, another side of her. They say, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Don't mess with mom. <laughs> That's all mothers have. That's why you think the woman can go into the garage and jack her car up to change her tires and the phone ring, and she go in to talk to her sister and come back. And that little two-year-old child that went out there playing with the car and it fall on him, she walk out there and see it and lift that car up, punk. You better know who's there with you. That's right. No. Because when you know that things change, they've been trying to kill me. They've been trying to kill me. <laughs> they can't. Because when I leave the house, a piece of her gets in my pocket. <laughs> It ain't about killing. I love you, baby. If I can't have you, and nobody can do something wrong with that. That's why it's about being lovable. Hmm? Being lovable. Hmm? And then the real power. Hmm? The real power. And when you understand who the woman is. Hmm? The woman. Nation of Islam stand on a corner selling their bean pies and, and their papers. And a guy's running his wife down the street with a butcher knife, a machete, and a gun. And she got three places to run to that Baptist church over there with some men standing on the porch. Hmm. Or to them cops over there. Or that handful of Muslims standing there, and she runs to them because she knows when she gets there, she'll be safe. Hmm? The guys with the gun might see her running and just see a nigger and kill her. (laughs) So that's where we are. And I do not believe we've gone beyond the path of no return. Hmm? You've gone beyond the path of no return. And brothers going to sit around at a party and determine who's the ugly sister and who's the pretty sister. Hmm. <laughs> and I know you because I used to do that. <laughs> I know you. You can't lie to me. <laughs> I know you. And I know me. And wherever the bad folks is going, I'll probably be there too. Hmm. I got ten children. That means the universal God gave me the right to create another God, another universe. And didn't say what color are you? You got a jail record, boy? Right. Can you read? Can you write? You got a degree? And ten times that universal God gave me the right to create another God with no restriction. When I look at my woman and look at my children, I realize how filthy I am. I did not have an affair with her to create new life. I just ripping me off some booty, man. It was a violation of God. 
<laughs> There's nothing the clan or the hangman or the lynching can do to me that I haven't done to myself. Why? Wow. I never bought an automobile. I didn't hear this. I never bought an automobile. I didn't hear, know the year, the make, the model, the down payment, the insurance, the monthly notes. Hmm? I look at me in the mirror. Where everybody think I'm a hero, Brother Greg. And what I see in the mirror is a Negro that put more planning into owning a giant automobile. <laughs> And creating God's new life, huh? I pay into this oh. tax system that buy bombs and drop on women and children. So when they fall on my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and my wife and me, I hope I have enough courage to look up and wink at God and say, ah, You got me, baby. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hope I won't be around the most of you suckers that'll be screaming and hollering like you don't know what happened. Hollering to God. God help me. I've been known. God know you. <laughs> what a But as you youngsters, there's a lot of old folks out there that get ripped off because you don't call them. There's a whole whole protocol of evil folks that's, that make millions ripping off mom and granddad. They have them sign stuff. They home lonely. They their leg is aching them. They they they, they their hip is bothering them. And, and they really they got some pills down there. Walgreens. I don't stop the pain, but I don't want to walk down there. But I have to because if don't push us. You black men that call yourself men and leave mama and grandma and grandchildren to walk past nasty-ass dope pushers talking crazy shit. Huh? That's your mama, boy, while you over there in Iraq making it safe. That they don't have to walk past terrorists. Huh? Both ain't the Italians that bring it in. They better be caught in a Negro there, and you punk. Slime of the earth, never have there been anything equal to you. That's why you got to dress up and talk shit and stay high and drunk all the time and looking for sex. You're looking for, what is it called? <sighs> Instant gratification, because when you get quiet, ain't nothing in you that will gratify you as a spirit. All y'all that go to church every day and tolerate this filth, huh? Okay. I know when my day comes, I've earned my The same God made the Jews, made the Germans. The same God that made the slave, made the slave master. What did I do to get here? Oh, good, please tell me. Richard, you're a good boy. Hmm. You've corrected some things. You haven't corrected everything, and I don't know if you will, but I'll tell you what you did to get here. Don't ask Harvard or Yale or them thugs that brought you over here. This body I gave you is mine. Count your two ears. Count the two holes in your nose. That's four. Count the two holes in your eyes. That's six. Count the hole in your mouth. That's seven. Penis and rectum. That's nine holes. I never meant for no more holes to be in that body but nine. Nine holes. 
There's nine planets to the universe. The number of God is nine. That's why you can multiply nine by a million trillion. You can never lose nine. Nine times one is nine. Nine times two is 18. One and eight is, one and eight is nine. Five times nine is 45. Four and five. You can multiply by a million trillion. You can't mess with God, boy. Huh? You can only mess with yourself. And I gave you them nine holes. You put an earring in. You put anything in, in your nose and all that. The right nostril breathes in the positive ions. The left nostril breathes in the negative ions. And when you put rings and stuff in your nose, <laughs> you vibrate the universe's universal electric order. Go ahead, okay? I gave you everything you need. But but I, I know that, but I want to know how they get it from Africa. You got here from Africa, boy, because you was putting bones in your nose and plates in your lips. And I said, you want to mess up my body, punk? I'll send you to the body messer up. That's why y'all feel bad about your nose and about your lips, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. <laughs> Two more facts before you leave, uh, yes, Mr. Please, Gregory, very please, quickly. Please. Yes. Family, check this out. Our stomach is full of digestive acid with enough to melt zinc. Don't worry, though. The stomach lining renews itself so quickly that the acids don't have time to eat through. Wow. Wait a minute, I don't have that list in front of me, but you have the one about the bones? That's the human bone. Hear this, y'all. The human bone, family, especially the humor, okay? The human bone, all right, is about four times stronger than concrete. Did you hear that, y'all? inch of bone. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go back, go back, no, I'm sorry. Go back again. I was talking. I'm sorry. Listen to the show. Yes. The, the human bone. The human bone, especially the humor, is about four times stronger than concrete. A cubic inch. A cubic, a cubic inch, inch of bone could bear a load of 19,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? And you think you some insignificant nothing? <laughs> that white thug reduced you down to making you believe you junk. <laughs> the universe of God say you are not Well, maybe junk. this is the reason why they've been reduced down. Okay? Maybe this is the reason why, family. Maybe this might be the reason. In your testicles, or my testicles. Yep. Okay? An average man's testicle produces... 10 million new sperm cells per day. That's enough new sperm to repopulate the entire planet in six months. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Go ahead. Listen to this, y'all. <laughs> so that okay. I violated God. I was just ripping me off some booty, man. I didn't know that you gave me this gift, God. And I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I know what shame will do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting here. I'm not going to stand in line and ask for no special privileges. I was born with privileges. And I went to the wrong place. And my mama 
had me going some places, making me think this is what it was when it wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Lord, I didn't know. Mm. Them old black folks knew, the ones that really said before I be a slave, I know who I am. I'd be dead and in my grave. Mm. Mm. And they the ones that... Mm. I went to Russia after I wonder when were we in California, you remember? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. I went to Russia after I left you. Then I met a brother, man. You went to Russia after you left me? <laughs> yeah, listen, I went and met a brother. And he was talking about he said, you know, you say three causes of death. Sleep deprivation number one, dehydration number two, and lack of physical fitness number three. He said, and I heard you many years ago say physical fitness is godly. Athletic ability is ungodly. It's a violation to be on a football team or to run. Running is a violation. Hmm? Running is a violation. Hmm? So he said to me, he said, you know, I checked this out. And I realized when I got into the sleep deprivation, I have all kind of rules. The universe has blessed me to make so much money. (laughs) I never wrote a check, and I don't even know if there's any in there now, because I spend mine. I told a white researcher of mine, I want you to go around the world and find the number one scientist authority on mother's milk. Two weeks later, he called me back. He said, well, I've got a shock for you. It's two of them at Oxford University. I said, tell them I'll give them a million dollars apiece if they come over here for six weeks and then another million apiece after it's over. Hmm. He said, the shocker, wouldn't you know they men? <laughs> I'm having to leave you with this one because ain't no way we can go with what I tell you here. So they came. I carried them to the black hospital, Flint Goodrich, in New Orleans. And we did the research on mother's milk. They had it. They had the authority on it. And those of you out there that's women that ever nursed a baby and you men who watch the baby being nursed, when she's feeding on the left breast, the right breast is leaking. Hmm? That ain't milk. That's the universal God force leaking the poison out of her. If she smokes cigarettes, if she's around cigarettes, if she's around all kind of chemicals, if somebody's coming in the house, the the pest control, so the baby don't get that. The universal God leaks that out of the the breast that's not being sucked on. Huh? And then they asked me, you know. Uh, Mr. Gregory, how do you pay us this kind of money? What are you looking for? I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just looking for something. I just something. I feel something. So, so after they got ready to leave, I said, I thank you very much. And you always have to be kind and humble. And I said, I thank you. And what I'm looking for is a black woman have nursed this nation in the beginning. It was the nanny that fed little white children. And I know what's in the universal God's breast milk. I just couldn't put it on paper. 
because I didn't have the scientific background. Thank you. And here's what I want to know as I give you your check. I want to know if my mama's 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 mama had nursed your mama's 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 mama. How many generations will it take before y'all become niggas? Hmm? That's what I'm trying to find out. Okay. <laughs> and he called me. What? Oh, 20 years ago and said, Mr. Gregory, thank you. It's happening. It's happening now. Listen to the loudness they play their music. Listen at the way they dress. Listen how they tear up their bodies. Hmm? Listen. And I thank you for the privilege. We didn't know what it was. Hmm? Thank you. I do a lot of that. Hey, man, I do. Shit, me and Victor Kavinsky, man, we took uh, 30 rats to a laboratory in New Jersey and put them on cornflakes. And we took 30 more rats and and put them on the boxes that the cornflakes came in. In 29 days, all the rats was dead from eating the cornflakes. When we shut the experiment down 25 years later, the rats was eating the boxes were still alive. Hmm? Wow. What, what does that mean? It means from the corn to the flake. What color is corn? Is it orange or gold? What, what color is the cornflake? Where did the box come from? From a tree. And even after they take it down, cut it, kill it, there's more nutrition left in that tree, which they made the box from, than it's in cornflakes. That's what it's about. It's just that simple. That simple. And I try to apologize to the sister. 98% of my audience is white folks, and I always tell them the two strongest forces in the history of America the black woman and the black church. <laughs> and I tell them two things I never had. I never had dope. I never smoked a river. didn't know dope. <laughs> and I ain't never had sex with a white woman. And I let the sister know it ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm never having sex with a woman ain't got nothing to do with my love for a black woman. I'm scared of white women. When I went to the movies and looked at Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman, wasn't nothing. They wasn't coming out a number of white women's babies. And I was a little bitty boy. I didn't know. I said, Jesus Christ. I was, Jesus. And I hear guys talking about their wife. No, no, it ain't got nothing to do with that. I just never go up in there where Frankenstein came from. Hmm? So sisters, I don't 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 praise me. You can never no no and it got nothing to do with my love for you. I'm just scared of scared of man. From the movies. From the movies. That's what they put in my head. The movies, huh? And then how dumb she was. This the, the dumbest sister I know on the planet, Frankenstein couldn't catch her. He moves a foot a month. He couldn't catch her. <laughs> They wouldn't catch number white women. And they just screaming, ah, ah, I saw it cussing. I said, run, bitch, run, run, run. I'm sitting there. When I got through, I ran all the way out the door, yelling at another <laughs> Come on, get up with them. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Fun, fun. And one day you need to do a show on the Indigo children. You ever heard of them? Oh, absolutely. I can hear you. I said, absolutely. I know a few myself. Yeah, I got three in my house. 
they they born with an IQ of 200 and go up. Most of them end up dead because the mothers and fathers, especially black folks, who want some kind of respect out their children because they can't get it from white folks. Respect me, I'm your mama. Mm. These young kids don't care nothing until they put them on them drugs and stuff. Not legal, legal drugs, you know. They think something's wrong with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my, uh, there's the indigo, then came the crystal, and this year comes the fifth child. Be ready. Better up your safety belt. And so my little crystal granddad, he called me one day. He said, Granddad, that's the way they talk. Granddad, how long has, I'm going to ask you about my mother, which is your daughter. <laughs> how long she been crazy? I said, how old are you? Uh, six years old. I said, well, you can't claim credit for that. She's crazy long before you was born. Come on, I got to run and get a plane. What's up? She said, well, she wants us, me and my brother, to say thank you and yes, sir, and no, sir, and please. And, and, uh, and I said, I'm going to ask Grandpa. So she called me. And I said, tell her she's a fool. Don't nobody say thanks but idiots and people who's poor in spirit in that place where shame hangs out, huh? And I say, tell her, and she can talk to her because in crystal they can memorize. They want to write nothing down to her. I said, tell her to say she's a damn fool and to read her Christian Bible and see if Jesus Christ ever said thanks and see if God ever told you to say thanks. He said, humble yourself. The mob will kiss you on your cheek and thank you and blow your car up two blocks away. It's humble. Humblebility, huh? Humblebility. That's what it is. And these children's coming through, and we might see the second coming of Christ. He said Christ is coming, but he didn't tell you how you're going to get here and how he's coming. You always want to take something and think you know two degrees that he's coming back. When? Who told you, huh? It's already here. Hmm? Hmm? And so when you stop and think about it, and you all should get some people that know about that. There's a woman that wrote a book in New York. I think, think she has some beautiful stuff out on it. Or you might can find an indigo child that, uh, that know. And they are. They, and we keep looking at the world. The next world will destroy the world. Only the universal God, not the church that put this world here, will only be able to destroy it. And when that happens, it don't need no help from no Americans or Russians or these thugs. And when I go to jail, man, I love to visit death row. <laughs> Do you know there's never been an atheist on death row? <laughs> That's scary. Now, my mama was alive. She tell, oh, she tried to find a way. Oh, they just changed up. Come on, mama. You always want to. Justify something with your ignorant self. <laughs> can leave it alone, Mama. Oh, I don't know how I survived that with you. <laughs> oh, one day she jumped me, and I called her a dirty name. I was nine years old, and she said, "No, you didn't." And I called her again. She said, "The Bible said honor your mother and father." She knows she jumped onto something she couldn't handle. And I said, you better go in that room while I sleep with my brothers and sisters and look at my Bible under the bed and look at that. I scratched that out and said, if you're honorable, hmm? if you're honorable, and when I look at you, take off these white folks, huh? I do that because I love you. Hmm. 
I do that because you, you love dad. Look where he is. We ain't seen him in 10 years. <laughs> Tell me about love. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for me <laughs> taking off these white folks, you'd be dead. I <laughs> said, I wish you'd have tried that. I'd have been happy. Hmm? Mom, you remember? You made the mistake to take me to work with you. Oh, my mother worked for. Oh, my mother. My mother worked for the jewelry people and the bushes. <laughs> Rich white folks. <laughs> uh, I asked the one, "Why you take you to shut up, boy?" These white folks find out it don't cost them forty-two dollars a day to eat. <laughs> she was shopping for the whole neighborhood. <laughs> And she didn't know a thief is a thief. You're not a good thief or a bad thief, huh? So she told me one day. She found out I didn't say the blessing. No son of mine to eat in this house without saying the blessing. I said, who said I want to eat here? If you come down to the basement and pray what I, what I stole, I come up here and pray over what you stole. I'm a better thief than you, Mom. I just can't justify my new religion. Hmm? Nine years old. Hmm? Nine years old. Hmm? Nine years old. Talking that smack to me and didn't know who I was. Hmm? <laughs> and then she jumped me, though. She hit me. You shut up, punk. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I call her that dirty name, she asked me, where did I hear that? I hear daddy call you that all the time. You ain't never grabbed his ears. I wish you would grab my ears again. You better have an army with you. Well, she told me out that white man's house. Big and ass, shut up, punk. <laughs> she said, if you just stay quiet and be, you very special. Go out there and get the lawnmower and make like you're cutting the grass. He leaves at 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to take you to the bookcase and show you books that most white folks can never read. Hmm? And she cabbed me in there and showed it to me. And I read it. My life has never been the same. Never been the same. But I guess that was special blood in our family because my mother's mother's mother worked for Frank and Jesse James. And they used to be my heroes till I found out they fought for the South. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and them old black folks, they know the history. She said, uh, they told us that Frank and Jesse James, when uh, they was robbing banks and railroads, and she said, so when they killed Jesse, Frank took the money and changed his name to Rockefeller, and the Jameses was Jews. <laughs> robbing trains and banks because they wouldn't give the Jews a time of the day. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, somewhere, quiet your spirit and remember one thing. If you didn't have no food tonight, you wouldn't die. Hmm. you didn't have no money, you wouldn't die. Hmm. But if you had your mouth and nose held for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you'd be dead. You'd smother to death. So the most important thing on this planet 
it's not white folks, black folks, or your children, or your money, or your education. It's oxygen. And a welfare mother gets no less than the richest white woman on the planet. You can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it, and it's free. And you never had nobody walk up and touch you on the shoulder and say, here's your oxygen bill. Hmm? That's simple. That simple. And faith, when that universal God, not the church, that universal God, I can break five babies and go to the priest. And he said, I forgive you. <laughs> I guess you should. What you doing to him? <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> and so, when you understand a tree leaf, a limb, or a little baby, You know, one of the most precious things you can do is walk across a humless drunk, snot running off their nose, talking to themselves, and realize that's some mother's child, that's some father's child. Might be somebody's brother or sister. You reach down and, and give them some money, a nickel, a penny. Then ask them to pray for you. And look at that look come over their face. Because we don't realize a homeless prayer gets no faster to God in heaven than Queen Elizabeth's prayer that make $360 million every 24 hours just interest on our money. Huh? And they feel that. Huh? They feel that. Hmm? And y'all, this word about them getting whiskey with it, who cares? Your blessing starts when you reach your hand out and put that money in my pot. That money in my pot. Because you stupid enough to believe God turned water into wine unless you think, you know, he can't turn it into whiskey and bourbon and crack. Huh? So somewhere. Somewhere. And it's ready to happen. And if you're not ready to be with this change and have fun and have fun quick because recess is just about over. So thank you. Thank y'all. And thank you for sitting thank at you. that table that long last week. That was, a, that was a hell of a little set, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It was, it was, I haven't forgotten it from that day. Did you see that one white boy that put this together? Did you see that man? Yeah. With love and kindness and beauty. Huh? And a comedian. Huh? Mm-hmm. 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 So, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, brother? Uh, information is powerful and it's transformative. You know, ever since I had possession of this sheet, I read it every other day, and it just really gives me a renewed sense of self, you know, because I just start asking myself, you know, what else is there? What else is out there that I don't know that can fortify me? What will be well, remember, we didn't, deal with, we didn't deal with the brain. We didn't deal with the brain, huh? Hmm? Yes. 
Let me tell you how it worked. If you had a $10 million Rolls Royce, you follow me? And the spark plug costs $30. If I took that $30 spark plug out there, your car wouldn't work. The universal God said it's the whole thing. It's the whole piece. Not one piece that I put in you that I rank more than the other. So when I talked to this brother and talked about he did the research of sleep, he found out that at night when you go to sleep, the brain steps outside of itself to rest. You know how you leave the party to go home and get some sleep? The brain step. The brain don't stop. The brain don't slow down inside you. The brain steps outside of you. I mean, you deprive it of sleep. You violate the universal God. That's why Hitler knew you're not supposed to be up 90 minutes after the sun go down. Hitler didn't violate that, but look how that boy turned out. Hmm? Hmm? All right. So tell the family, and we want to do this again, just, just call Lillian. Can't nobody get me. I can't even get me without her. I, I got to call her tonight and report. Private Dick Gregory report, ma'am. Okay, you too? Yeah, how was it? Good? Yes. They appreciate it? Yes. Okay. All right, well, tomorrow morning you got to do the Stevie Wonder radio station. You got to do this. You got to do that. You this. You got to do this. And don't call me tomorrow because I'm getting on the train leaving here at 7 o'clock. In the morning, cause your baby brothers get married on Saturday. I say, how you feel having a baby son that's forty years old? They gonna say something about you, don't they? Your baby is forty years old. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, man. When I got a pregnancy, that the University of Chicago, I ain't no way wanted to marry. She's square. Slew footed, knock me. <laughs> I want to learn. So she came one day and said, She's going to Cleveland. I said, Why? She said, Because I'm pregnant. I said, Why don't you tell me? I know you don't want to marry me. <laughs> I'm saying, You're all right. <laughs> but my mother, I could hear her in the back of my head, said, No son of mine will get a girl pregnant and won't marry her. <laughs> I said, well, that's a good deal. You don't have to stay with her. Now, just before I became Dick Gregory celebrity, I was making ten dollars a night, man, three nights a week. So I said, oh, okay, baby, will you marry me? I finally convinced her to marry. I just played. So I went down to the, the Negro drugstore. There was no such thing as abortions like we know it now. And uh, I got a told the pharmacist, and he said, I'll give you something, man. Doc, I was an elephant. I was kind of getting me a little name around Chicago. They said, well, God, he's going to be big. Well, he's funny. Hmm? So I take it to her, and she's so kind and, and precious and, and humble. I said, here, and I said, take it like this and take it like that. And he said, knock out an elephant. She said, thank you, and I left. And I didn't go by to see her no more for like four more months. I go by, she big as an elephant. I said, what happened? What do you you No, I, I didn't. I was gonna take it. Oh my gosh, he didn't. Okay, I should have got a contract. Hmm? So, um, 
February, the second week of May, on Groundhog Day. You hog, it's a gate day for you, you thug, pimp, punk. <laughs> and Michelle was born on February, on March 28th. And I tell you that because uh, she going to this private school and they had an assignment to write about the astronauts or the family. She picked the family. She said, Dad, if you have a moment, Mom said to ask you, can I interview you? She said, yes. I said, yes. She said, well, I had a choice to write about the family or write about the astronauts, and I picked the family. Now, would you tell me, how did you and Mother propose to each other? I said, Michelle, <laughs> you're six years old, but you're smart. Me and your mama got married on February the 2nd. You was born March the 8th. She computed. Oh, I think I'll write about the astronauts. <laughs> I think I'll write about So now fast forward. we at London. At the London School of Economics, and this little black child, two PhDs from the London School of Economics in sex harassment at the workplace. <laughs> so my wife nudged me and said, you should be so proud of her. There's nobody in the history of the planet had one PhD in sex harassment at the workplace. So that means until somebody else gets one, she's the only protocol sex harassment the workplace, specialist in the world. Aren't you happy? I said, no, baby, I can't be happy because if you you'd have took that stuff I told you to take, you wouldn't be up there. And she said, well, how you feel now? I said, I still wish you would have took it. <laughs> so that's how it works, man. That's how hmm. it works. See, back in the old days, uh, how old are you, brother? 37. Yeah, well, no, you wouldn't remember. When they had abortions in the old days, the cheap they took a hanger, coat hanger, and then took it out and flushed yeah. it down the toilet. Huh? Yeah, I heard remember that? that. Okay, now, okay, I mean, now let, me take, let me take it a step forward, okay? Okay. Oof. They flushed it down the toilet, right? You heard that, right? Yeah. Yes. Out of that penis came 500 million sperms, right? And the one responsible right. for you outran a half a billion and got there first, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So did you ever see the TV show or the movie Beauty and the Beast? Yes. yes. The TV series, you know, it was about something moving in the sewage system, right? In the sewage system, yes. That's them aborted babies. That's what they was telling you. <laughs> mm. wow. So you flushed this down the toilet. <laughs> and my son with his old bright ass, he said, Daddy, 90, 95% of them in America work for the water department. <laughs> Have you ever seen that big hole in the middle of the street that they call manhole? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> manhole. Manhole. And I'd never Man seen in the it. hole, right? Man yep. in the hole. Yep, 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 yep. They down there, they work oh, every wow. night. Wow. And one day they're going to come up <laughs> and check us out. 
And when they passed by me, I said, thanks to my wife, y'all. Can you talk to me? I, and she didn't take it. I tried. Maybe I get a little spanking or something, but y'all can't give me the... <laughs> Come on, y'all. Somewhere. So thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. And what a blessing to know that y'all out there. And and for those of you all that's listening, just, you know, you have to send money to them that that show can be on. So what you all get to hear and see, and then you know they're coming on, tape it. Because repeat, repeat, repeat. How'd you learn your ABCs? ABCs. And you was happy, happy in mind. Happy in mind. Yes. Y'all, y'all complaining the old black folks, well, the young folks ain't reading the Bible. Come on, now stop being stupid and get you a rap group. I ain't talking about one of them big. Just get you a rap group and rap the Bible. They'll learn <laughs> word for word in a month. Hmm? The environment right. is not right. All they want to do. Michael Jackson. Watch James Brown's foot movements with no hatred, no envy, no spite. Watched it for 29 years. You hear me? Before he perfected it. And then he went past it to the moonwalk. And he would tell you when he was here. I watched it and watched it. And then took it beyond that. And my four-year-old grandchildren can out-moonwalk Michael Jackson, because once one person proves it can be done, then there's no problem for the rest that come behind. That's right. That's how the universe works. So if you would call my wife, not about the show, and just let her know that you was out there with me in California, and give me a number when I can reach you, I'll share some other stuff with you. Indeed, I will. Hmm? She has a number. Um, I'll just refresh her. I'll leave, you know, I'll give her the heads up. No, no, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. She handles 40, 50, 60 calls a day. I'm not going to take a chance okay. now that I know who you are. Hmm? I'm going to call in the morning. Okay. No, no, she leave town. I told you she leave town in the morning. She didn't think about nothing. She just told me. Say, get all your stuff now because I'm going to be on that train. <laughs> right. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> and every time I yeah. hear a baby being kidnapped anywhere in the world, I get scared because my old lady loves children so bad. I'm not surprised you don't see them. <laughs> I call and say, baby, you all right? You heard about that person? You don't know him, do you? No. <laughs> Greg, leave me alone. Hmm? <laughs> and she listens, you know, one day. I told her I didn't want to be married to a woman that never had a drink. Greg, I don't. And never cussed. No, baby, you scared me. So I begged her to go up to Boston to get a little drink of wine. So we go to the the Ritz-Carlton. That was so, well, 35 years ago. That's where they have, you ever seen them, them, them uh, wine menus bigger than a dictionary? Mm-hmm. So I looked in it and I said, uh, Rock Cow, 1948. And then she's sitting there looking and, and I said, and, uh, 
about 10 minutes, I said, in a few minutes, white folk going to start looking at you. She said, they're already looking. Why? I said, get that wine menu there and look up Rockchild 1948. You'll see why. Craig, $6,700 a bottle? I said, yep, that's why they look at me. <laughs> $6,700 a bottle. Then when you're dealing with real white folks, not that much difference. They just have a different protocol. The Matri D come over, Mr. Gregory, the the madam was here, and uh, and the Rockchild nineteen forty eight. If you'd have bought this ten years ago, it'd have been ten thousand dollars a bottle. Cause the French franc was that much more powerful than the American dollar. Now he was telling me this to make sure that it wasn't my pedigree that I didn't look in there and not see six thousand. I saw sixty seven dollars or six hundred dollars, and now they know that I said it. The whole protocol changes. Eric comes over to that club with guy you call Master. And while he's talking, he's taking those old menus away. That poor white folks, the real ones, <laughs> they don't deserve it. And then they came back with a menu, man. We didn't know what none of that stuff that when we drank the wine. And she don't like it. Because at that time, we didn't know that. Most black folks deal on instant gratification. That's why I got this cousin in St. Louis. Can't read, can't write. He never had a job. He drank cheap wine and get drunk. You know, if you took crack tonight and didn't get high for six months, you wouldn't take it. Those type of white folks. And that was a cheap bottle of wine there. Those type of white folks. They're not looking for instant gratification. They got other things on their mind. They might stab you 40 times before they can have a discharge. But, but that's another story. And so now we drinking the wine. She don't like it. I don't like it. And so I said, why don't you go to the ladies' room and, uh, you know, put some powder on your nose and come back. And she did. I took all the sugar I could find and dumped in that bottle of wine. Because <laughs> me and her, we come from the Kool-Aid set, man. <laughs> Instant gratification. Is it sweet? She came back and she fell into that wine, man. And she said, Greg, what did you do? Oh, you're like, yes. And so uh, we drank it and she liked it so much. She said, let's get another bottle. Now I'm two black folks <laughs> 35 years ago sitting in white, white Boston and spent $15,000 for two bottles of wine. Every cop car that had a siren on it in a hundred mile radius went off and started heading there. <laughs> so now we leave, huh? Now we leave, huh? And let me tell you, I guess the bill came to, I guess, oh, I guess after we finished tipping about $20,000. Huh? You know what happened? You know what happened? You ready for this? Yeah. I sent the bill to my white accountant and they wrote it off as a business expense. Why y'all shame up there. <laughs> uh, I can take wow. a prostitute all the way around the world with me tonight. Three of them as long as I got enough sense to call them hoes my secretary. It's a tax write off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Huh? <laughs> 
Uh, it's like this conversation just started all over again. Like, hold on. Here, I'm finished with this. I, I'm I telling you this story for one reason. So we driving home. And you ladies out there listening to me and men too, especially ladies, you remember when you had your first little taste? How giddy you get when she got like that as I'm driving home. Giddy. She great, great, great. You okay, baby? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, baby, okay. Yeah, she closed the door, man. Forgot to get in the car. We was leaving the Wisconsin. <laughs> so, hey, look, I'm so I'm so into my thing. I pulled off. I thought she was in. I thought I was standing back there. <laughs> so I didn't want to drive back. I might hear the. I just stopped. Opened the door. She got in the car. We thought that right. I live. You got to write we that in the script, man. Huh? You got to write that. You got to write Wait, that in the script. No, no, you ain't heard it. Listen to this. So now she gets giddy. Great, 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 great. Let's make a deal. If you die for me, I die for you. Let's make a deal. We won't see nobody else. <laughs> I said, you better try to get that arrangement while you're alive. Death. Do you know death is final? <laughs> Look, I'm planning on bringing somebody to the funeral. <laughs> And she looked at me with that strange look, and she said, what about having respect for the dead? And I'm telling you the story for this reason. And I looked at her and said something she heard. I said, if we ever learn to have respect for the living, the dead might not die. And she heard that. Hmm? Wow. You ever learn to have respect for the living, the dead might that's what the civil rights was about. The respect we had for the living black folks. We'll take your hoses. We'll take your dogs. We'll take your elephants. We! It's not talking about the dead. We talk about dying for the living. So they will not die. Hmm. I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. Wow. Jim, brother, I really appreciate the time that you spent with us tonight. Thank really you, my brother. The light that you shown, it will be forever, forever, forever shining through this universe, traveling at unparalleled speeds. The brooches will forever scatter. Thank you, my brother. Yes. Thank yes, you, my it'll, brother. It'll last longer than the roaches. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And we will do this again, I'm sure, very shortly. But in the meantime, in between time, we greet you farewell. Thank Peace you brother. so much. Bless you. Peace to you. Thank you. Peace, brother. Peace. Family, um, the <laughs> website is www.gofundme.com. Backslash Know the Ledge Media. I want to give a shout out and a thanks to the supporters of the fund, uh, those who contributed since last uh, last show that we did, which was the initial fundraiser. You know. So. Yes, yes, family, we're almost there. You know, what I'm saying with your help, pledge, and support, we will be 
where we need to be, and the platform will be strengthened. We have a lot of things on deck that we want to bring to you, okay? Uh, but your support is needed, you know what I'm saying? And we deserve your support, all right, family? Yeah. Because you okay. support us and we are supporting you. It's reciprocation. We're keeping the platform alive and vibrant, you know what I'm saying? And we want to strengthen that so we can be ahead of the curve and not always playing catch-up, right? And that's that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nothing more to be said. Um, nothing more to be said at this point. You know, we deliver. This is a fundraising show right here. This is a classic. This will go down in history, you know, and it is just a, a glimpse of what Nota Ledge brings forward and what we're capable of doing. So, you know, let's make it happen. Hey, family. We love you. Thank you for joining us through all of the turbulence, you know what I'm saying, all of the, uh, you know, all of the challenges that have you. You persevered, and it always and only makes us stronger and more resilient as to what it is that we're doing. Yeah, we've grown to the point where we respect it, you know what I'm saying? They throw throw us lemons, we make lemonade. So with that, you know, we ask you to team with the winners, family, this platform cannot be stopped. The only thing that's going to put the brakes on it is your lack of support, you know what I'm saying? Because when we, uh, you know, get the understanding that this is something that you don't want to support and we see that the pattern continues, but there's the same pattern that happens to other media outlets, people like Gil Noble who put so much in, you know, just at the end to not see the report the support that was needed from the family for him to continue while he was fighting ABC to bring you programming, diversified programming, the only of its kind, you know what I'm saying? WBAI and all those other places are drying out. We understand why some of that is happening. But you allowed many of platforms to fall by the wayside. And maybe not you personally in this audience, but maybe it was your parents' class, not necessarily your parents' But it's, 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 rep, it's repetitive, and you can stop it here, today, and now by pledging your support, okay, and going to the GoFundMe campaign, making a donation to Notalized Radio. You can even read um, on Notalized Media, right? Brad? Yes, yes. That's where you go. Yes, Notalized Media family, and we have, you know, a written explanation in regards to what it is that we're planning with the next phase of KTL Radio and KTL Media, okay? So, yeah. you know, we get into the market. market. You're already yeah. part of it, get into you know the what I'm market. So invest, invest so we can actually move this thing forward. Not get comfortable because you've seen us pulling this off with no budget. This is not the way it's supposed to be. You're just looking at magic and motion. All right? Yeah. But at this some is, point, we're going to stop swinging the wand. Let's make it all happen. Yeah. You, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't going to continue. But. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. 
It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. Yes, indeed, family. August is right around the corner. That's the golden month, that AU. Many, many things are coming by way of Soul Gold Biz, Ocean 14 Corp. You know what I'm saying? Some very, very exciting opportunities. Friday's show, we're going to be dealing with some monumental changes in on this planet, in this universe. The sun is kicking up a whole new energy, all right? The sun is in, you know, that Leo energy, that sun energy. We're going into that goal. All of it is tied together. Some powerful, powerful programming information is coming by way of rah, right? And we're going to get into some of that this Friday with a special guest, okay? And the latest thing out, all right? So the opportunities are abound. More events are coming, okay? And we'll keep the family posted. Uh, as well as keep you informed about when the footage is going to be available. Uh, A.A. Rashid has a YouTube channel, which is Kabbalagar TV. He dropped a clip with some excerpts from this past weekend's lecture with Nidiyama. And you can just press play and see for yourself. I ain't got to tell you. Okay. And with that, I want to say peace. Love and light. Red, if there's anything that you want to leave the family with, please feel free at this time. Okay. Um, nah, I'm just sending love and light. You know, check us out, uh, kingscounty.bigcartel.com. We got them T-shirts up there, Moorish Renaissance and the Comedic Tees. You know what I mean? So check them out. And we also have the KTL merch, okay? Uh, the commercial is coming soon, but the KTL merch page is up at wepay.com backslash know the ledge radio. All right. So, but you'll find everything on ktlmedia.com. Um, Just go there. Everything is up there. We'll see y'all on uh, oh, yeah? Friday. Family, all right. See y'all in the building. Same bad time, same bad channel. You're not rocking with the best. You heard. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.